I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season six, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared, something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yes. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz and Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Here's a question that was asked on Reddit. You're on a first date, and they tell you what their favorite TV show is. You immediately leave the date. What is that TV show? For me... I gonna I got two. Okay. Keeping up with the Kardashians. <gasps> Girl. Yeah. Because we would just have nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I think the other would be something along the lines of like Big Bang Theory. Because mm. we will never agree on what is funny. Yeah. I have I tried my best because I know how much of a popular show Big Bang Theory is yeah. and how many seasons. And I've tried my absolute best to watch yeah. one episode. Yeah. And I got through maybe, and I forced myself to get through 10 minutes of it. Yeah. And I regretted those 10 minutes because yeah. I just didn't find the show funny at all. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't enjoy it. I'm just saying that you and I will never agree on what's funny if we're on a date and that is your favorite show. Well, Damon Mori took that same question. Oof, this is a dangerous question, man. To the masses. And made some cold calls across the country to find out the answer to this question. You're on a first date and they tell you what their favorite TV show is. You immediately leave the date. What is that show? Hello? Hey, it's Maury from the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? Hi, Maury. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Okay, you're on a first date and they tell you what their favorite TV show is. You immediately leave the date. What's the show and why? Okay, here it is. 90 Day Fiance, because we can't have two people in a relationship who enjoy garbage television. So, but do you actually like the show? I do. So hold on. So you would leave because you don't want him liking the same shows as you? No, because I realize it's it's garbage television. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So you're on a first date and they tell you what their favorite TV show is. You immediately leave the date. What is the show and why? The Office, bro. Oh. The Office? Really? Yeah, f- The Office. <laughs> what do you hate about The Office? The White Troop pisses me off. Why? Why? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's something something about Amida. The f- glasses. So if you're on a date with a really, really hot girl and she says that her favorite show is The Office, you're up and out of there. Is, is, is she a 10 or like what are we talking about? <laughs> well, she's a 9. Nine? Yeah, no. She's got to go. That's a hard question, actually. It should be something sc- a scary show. I'm pretty sure. I, I hate horror shows. I didn't like the the show uh, You. Oh, really? Yeah, did not like that at all. It was very. I found it really. Uh, 
boring, actually. It was just about a guy who tried to kill every girl. So if, if uh, your date said that she loved you, you would up and leave? I would get up and probably leave. I'd be like, you need someone. Uh, I hope you deserve someone just like yourself. Oh, Big Bang Theory. Oh. Why? What is um, why? Because it's the worst show in all of the shows always. Yeah, facts. That is like, no, without hesitation. I judge people heavily on that show. Yeah. It is painful to watch. I'm shocked that it was on for as long as it was. Hello, fair speaking. Hey, it's Maury with the Rosin Mocha Show. How are you? Oh, oh, hi. I, I'm, I'm great. Okay, here we go. You're on a first date, and they tell you what their favorite TV show is. You immediately get up and leave that date. What is the show and why? Oh, my God. It's got to be Grey's Anatomy. What? It's gotta be. Damn. <laughs> yes. Fair enough, that though. That show, A... Anything to do with doctors creeps me out. And it's got like something like 50 season. That is way too much of a commitment for me. Wow. People love that show, you know. I I know. It's a deal breaker. It's it's not. It's just not going to happen. That is incredible. I'm. There's a lot of guys that you can't date now. You, you, actually, maybe I should reconsider. I mean, lockdown has gotten me, you know, <laughs> kind of <Fair>. lonely. <laughs> do you know who you fun. can't go on a date with? Roz, because he loves that show. Oh, tell Roz I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's fine, man. I, <laughs> also, why a fear of doctors? That's a weird thing, yeah, man. Really strange. That's a strange thing. Let me get through a couple of these texts real quick from people who said the uh, want to give their answer to you're on a first date. And they tell you what their favorite TV show is. You immediately leave the date. What is that show? Somebody said The Simpsons or Rick and Morty. Wow. Yeah, uh, I'm leaving the first date if she watches Housewives of Whatever. insert any location here. That Fair comes enough. from David Green. Fair enough. Thank you, David. Um, oh, somebody actually said Shit's Creek. Just not funny. Wow. Yeah. Um, also, this is extremely petty, but I love celebrating petty. Okay? okay. Nobody should be getting up and leaving a date because somebody watches Shit's Creek. Oh, or yeah. Show. However, celebrating the pettiness of the idea of doing that is glorious. <laughs> uh, somebody else said Simpsons or Family Guys. Someone else said, uh, oh, Dr. Pimple Popper. What's wrong with that show? I like that show. Although I like Dr. Pimple Popper, yeah. but I won't watch like, um, what's the other show that they have on after it? Like My Feet Are Killing Me. My Feet Are Killing Me? That's mm. a show? Yeah. That's like, honey, where's my pants? <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody else said, I'll leave the date if they watch South Park. Somebody said Riverdale. Somebody said, I do not like The Bachelorette. Uh, Futurama or South Park. Anything Star Trek or Star Wars. Wow. Anything Frasier, Kardashians. Anything on TLC. Somebody else said Sister Wives. Oh, my God, dude. What? Somebody said Modern Family. Modern I Family? Love Modern Family so much. How can you hate Modern Family? You can maybe be indifferent about Modern Family. Yeah. But how do you hate Modern Family? I love that show so much. A lot of texts from people saying Family Guy. Yeah. People just don't like Family Guy yeah. anymore. Yeah. But there you go. Thanks, everybody. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. 
Uh, and a school board in Virginia got pranked by, I don't know who, but they got pranked. So there was a school board meeting uh, that's going viral right now because I guess before the meeting starts, mm-hmm. um, you if you have a question that you would like to ask during the meeting, you submit your name. And then when you get to the question portion of the meeting, somebody sits at a microphone and they start calling out people to come up to the microphone uh, to possibly ask their question. Sure. And so these were the names that a representative of the Virginia School Board started reading out. Uh, uh, but surprise, surprise, none of them were there. Thank you so In much, Ms. Thomas. We do appreciate you. Phil McCracken. <laughs> Phil McCracken. <laughs> Eileen Dover. Eileen Dover. Don Kittick. Don Kittick. Wayne Kerr. Wayne Kerr. <laughs> Phil McCracken, Eileen Over, and Wanker. Um, none of them were there, by the way. Uh, no? No. Were they busy? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hold on. You can't tell me that when he was reading these, right? He doesn't watch the video. He has no idea. None. He has no... Because... Like, you, not even a clue. Like, no. Bro, I'm telling you right now, the problem is that... Um, people who are, I don't even know how old this guy is, but we went through an entire generation, basically, or even two, where people... You didn't do prank phone calls anymore. You didn't do pranks on people because it was seen as bullying. And you can't do prank phone calls on people because everybody has caller ID. Like, you can't get away with stuff anymore. And so people this guy's age are not on the lookout for it because they didn't grow up with it. He's never been caught like this before. He's never he's never fallen prey to the Eileen Dover. Yeah, or Phil McCracken. Or Phil McCracken. Thank you so In much, Ms. Thomas. We do appreciate you. Phil McCracken. <laughs> Phil McCracken. <laughs> Eileen Dover. Eileen Dover. Don Kittick. What's that one? Don Kittick. Wayne Kerr. Wayne Kerr. Wayne Kerr. What's that third one, Shem? I don't know if I can say it on the radio. You can't say it. Mouth it to me. Don, he's mouthing. What what does he say? I can't understand. you got a beautiful mouth, but I can't understand anything you're saying. Okay, what? Okay, what? It's donkey. Donkey? Yeah. Oh, no. okay. Okay, let me, okay, let me hear it again. Let me hear it again. Let me hear it again. Thank you so much, Ms. County. Thomas. We do appreciate you. Phil McCracken. Okay. Phil McCracken. Got it, right? Got it. Eileen Dover. Okay, got it. Eileen Dover. Okay, got it. Don Kittick. <laughs> Don Kittick. <laughs> right? Make sense now. I get it. Now. Wayne Kerr. Wayne Kerr. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. I started watching two shows. Last week. One was F-Boy Island. Finally got around to that. And? That's your favorite show. (laughs) So my problem with F-Boy Island, Maury doesn't like F-Boy Island. My problem with F-Boy Island, I have so many problems with F-Boy Island. Uh One, I don't understand what the point of the show is, what they're trying to do. It was supposed to be like an amped up version of Too Hot to Handle. Yeah, but but they have these three girls on there. Yeah, but they have these three girls on there. And I guess their job is to sniff out the F boys, mm. right? But my problem is that I'm convinced that all three of those girls are F girls and they sure. actually like F boys. Yeah. And they don't, like, their goal is they to think not. think they want the nice guy. But they, I don't even think, they don't even play it that way on the show. Oh, at all. Okay. No, like, none of them ever says, oh my God, I'm so tired of F boys. They just try and, like, do detective work to see who the F boys are, oh. right? And also, they call the show F Boy Island. But during the show, they're actually allowed to say the F word anytime they want without censoring it. Oh, and okay. so they refer to each other as F boys. But, but like the then, word. No, 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 no. They say oh. F boys. But then when you're interviewing people, the guy's like, well, no, 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 no. but he just says the F word like over and over again. Mm. 
but they still refer to each other as F boys. Anyway, uh, I think that problem the girl, the girls, is that, sorry, is that problem one or two? I don't, it's like four. Oh. Uh, the, so <laughs> I, I think that the girls are also F girls. And I think that if you're going to do a show like this, you can't have F girls trying to sniff out F Maybe boys. That's the next show, right? Well, you can't do, you, you can't do F girl. You island? can't do F girl. No. Islands, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Right. No. Cause I've lost. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't <laughs> do that. No, you can't. Cause what's the, what's the female equivalent of an F boy? Right, you can't say that. You can't make no, a show built no. around that, right? Mm-mm, mm-mm, no, mm-mm. you can't. You can't do it. I even feel uncomfortable right now. Right. So I just my, found that there wasn't enough making out. And there's and not. You're right. There's not enough making. There's out. not enough okay. hot to handle. There's not enough of anything. You have tw- and they loaded the show with 24 guys, uh-huh. right? And all of them are like the same. Like they all look different. Like black guys, white sure. guys, Persian guys, everything else. But every single guy on that show is the exact same. Like I'm three episodes in now, and there, there's no personality coming through right. on on anybody. And the stuff with the girls when they sit around talking, they're talking about who they suspect is an F boy, but they're not talking about like why it's bad. You know what I mean? Am I wrong? Oh. Am I wrong? Really? Yeah. Yeah, but because a lot of people are attracted to that. Well, and I think that these women are. And then, so what is the but point of this no, show? They're not like, they're, it's not a show where we're like, you know, you're wrong for being an F boy. Get out of here. Like, but that's the whole thing because even when the, oh, and you're going to love this, Mocha. When they, when they, when I, they, when so they, I'm, kick, I'm losing track. Okay. Are we on problem number seven yeah. now about the and, show? And also, it's the same problem. Okay. And, it's the same one. It's okay. the same problem. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand what the show is because if these women were like, no more F boys, I am done with them. I, I've like, this is my life. I'm turning yeah. over a new leaf. I want a nice guy. Like if they went in there saying that, then I'd be like, yes, sniff out the F boys because they society, don't tell you. But as a society, we're attracted to F boys. As a society, we're Excuse attracted to me? F boys. Coming from the married guy. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Who married Matthew. Like the farthest thing. He won't hold your hands. <laughs> How does Matthew feel yeah. knowing that you're attracted to F boys? We're both secretly attracted to F boys. Oh, <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you see this uh, dumpster diving story? Um, I don't tend to read a lot of dumpster diving stories. This woman, uh, she's 32 years old from Dallas, Texas, who discovered on YouTube back in 2016 Mm -hmm. these dumpster diving videos, which are people go to dumpsters behind like malls and stores and stuff like that and start rifling through and they find stuff and then they just go and sell them online and they make a killing there's only certain parts of the world you can do that because dumpsters around here they're always like locked up in like yeah secure areas or they got padlocks on them for just that reason right yeah so this woman she used to work at a at a cafeteria and she Started watching these videos and was like, you know what? I can do the same thing. You know, so you know she this, quit her job. You know what this reminds me of? What? You remember when the coupon craze happened? Absolutely. And then TLC made like... Right? A full show on it. Yeah. Where these people quit their Extreme jobs. Couponing. Yeah. And they were just couponing for a living. So this was uh, this woman did. And then she's now making, according to her, anywhere from 800 to to 1000 bucks a, a week on oh, wow. reselling product but then you got to be a reseller and like oh yeah my God. and she even like goes to garage sales sets up shop at garage sales and sells all this stuff um on her very first mission of dumpster diving yeah she got twelve hundred dollars worth of skincare and makeup products 
that have been discarded by a store. But why is it discarded? Is that because they're testers and they've been on a bunch of people's faces? Yeah, that's the thing. Or Nobody because knows. they've expired I don't, she's, she's never, or... She's never explained, but she goes to uh, big name stores like Bath & Body Works, Victoria's Secret, Party City, Michael's, and... You're taking panties out of the garbage and reselling them to the people? There was one video, because I, I went through her TikTok. She, she, she's blowing up on TikTok. Yeah, now, right? sure. Uh, where she went behind like a Ralph Lauren store yeah, or a store and there was a bunch of empty, you know, when, when stores get like sh- clothing items, they come in like these individual bags, right? Yeah, yeah, plastic bags. Yeah. So it was like a ton of plastic bags on the top and she rifled through them and then she started finding bags with like unopen Ralph Lauren like polo shirts, shirts and t-shirts them. and stuff like that yeah, that she was then taking. Uh, there was one video I saw, she went and found there were three large boxes inside of these large boxes. They're rectangle boxes. Were treadmills? Treadmills that a store had discarded. That and she like I guess did the research and like one of them was worth like three grand, yeah, or something like that. But here's one of the videos she posted on TikTok. Look at all of the bags. What we got? What we got? We got some candles. Yes, we got. Ooh, we got some lotion. We got some hand wash. We got nice candle. Nice. Not bad. With all that. And then three candles. So I was probably like behind Bath and Body Works. You know me. I'm not the cleanest guy in the world. Mm. Uh, but uh, could you, in what circumstances would you find lotion in a garbage and put that anywhere even close to your skin? Oh, I would never. 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 I would never. Why is lotion in the garbage? Mm-hmm. Like what happened? Like why did the person throw it away and what did they only need a little bit for? There was one video that I saw. And according to her, dumpster I think diver, she, right. this 32-year-old woman in, in Dallas, Texas that dumpster dives, according to her, I believe she said that she donated yeah. all of this, but she went behind a Panera Bread and she found bags and yeah. bags of like loaves of bread, baguettes, um, individually boxed up pastries, like cinnamon rolls and stuff like that. That I understand because it's got an expiry date on it. And sure. they got to get and rid of it. You don't and, sell it. She goes and, and donates. Yeah. But the other stuff, like there's a reason why those things are there. Like there's a reason those three treadmills were still boxed up there. She like she has videos where she found like televisions and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. They could have been display yeah. models that I want to know what's like I want to know what's wrong with the young people. Because back in the day, if I was working at a mall, right, and the boss was like, hey, we got those three treadmills in the back that are like three seasons old and the the tech on them is like super wonky and we only sold one. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and take those three treadmills that are in the box and just throw them in the dumpster? Because if I'm working at a mall when I'm a teenager, like what the hell's wrong with teenagers today? That thing would have been in the back of my friend's car so fast. Yeah. I would never have thrown away something like that. Yeah, put on Kijiji. Never. Facebook Marketplace. It'd be in my basement. Yeah. I would have three of them in my basement. Start a running club. Just us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Guess what? Yo. What? So apparently Deepa used a bidet for the very first oh time. Oh, God. is that why you're here? Okay, dish, girl. <laughs> oh, 
love and that. And we had talked about this like a little while ago where yeah. uh, you and your fiance had never used a bidet. No, he oh, no, uses, he uses he one. Uses. You don't. Okay, this all stemmed from a DM that somebody sent in being like, oh, you guys don't use bidets, you're nasty, whatever. Mm-hmm. So then I would have never used it, but I'm getting my henna done really soon. And when I get my henna done for the wedding, I cannot touch or use things for 16 hours. Like, oh, it has wow. to dry. Oh, wow. Yeah, otherwise the stain won't last, uh, or, like, the color won't yeah, be intense. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I asked the lady, I was like, sorry, I forgot a sh-. Like, <laughs> how do I Did do Did you say that? it just like that, too? <laughs> <laughs> Might have used a different word, but that was the gist of what I was asking. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she was like, oh, like, you probably need a bidet because you can't use your hand. And the, Or she's like, oh, your mother can help you. I'm like, my mom. Oh, your wipe my mother? Ass. I'm sorry. So let's just, we'll probably just use a bidet. So we literally got this thing installed for the sole purpose of me getting my henna done. Pause, and, pause for one second. Yeah. So did you get one of those things that you attach to your current toilet? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Not a separate bidet unit. You yes. got the thing that, okay, go. I got yeah. you. I got so you. So it attaches to the toilet. Yeah. So... Talal uses, has used one for a while, so uh-huh. he's fine with it. But I'm like, I don't know. What's it going to feel like? Wait, wait. So, how long ago did you get it? Because you're getting married this yeah, weekend. So like, you need the, the prep time to... To practice. Yes. Yes. So like a week ago. You okay. You're bidet been, training before yes. your wedding? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, this is like to me. All right. I got you. So oh, my I, uh, God. I like waited for him. He went away with his friends uh, to the cottage for like his like a bachelor party, whatever. So my mom came over to the house and I was like, you know what? This is the perfect time for me to use this because like he's not around. Like if something like I, I, I don't want him to feel like awkward about it, just waiting for me to use the bidet. So I do my Why business, would he be whatever. sitting around waiting for you no, to use the bidet? Like, oh, how was it? Like, oh, oh, I got yeah. you. I got you. Okay. <laughs> That's question. Uh, come on, Deepa. Yeah, yeah. We're on the clock here, girl. It's <laughs> bidet time. Five minutes. What's going on? Okay. So I did my business, whatever. Yeah. And then I'm sitting there, like, prepping myself mentally for this because I don't know what to, like, expect from this. Uh-huh. So, like, a minute, You didn't watch, like, a YouTube video or anything? No, I was just, like, he told me, like, you pull the nozzle mm-hmm. and you might got to adjust yourself or whatever and, like, see where it hits the best sure. whatever. So then I'm sitting there just like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I, like, take the nozzle and I just lift it up slowly and it just shoots straight up my Wait a second. I screamed. Oh my god. My mom came running up the stairs because she was downstairs. She's like, what happened? I was like, I just used the bidet for the first time. What did she say? Did she run into the bathroom or she was like on the outside? Like she was outside. Okay. And like I I didn't know like what to expect, right? So when it shot up, I opened my legs and the water sprayed onto the top. Oh no! Oh no! Hold on. So in your bathroom, you're standing there, you got ass water shooting no, out? No, no, no. So, like- so, so first of all, you enemaed yourself, right? <laughs> That's really bad. And then you adjusted and then started spraying that water <laughs> yeah. everywhere? No, okay, so like when you move, the clean, it's like clean water. Just the jet oh. just yeah, starts jet. streaming. Oh, yeah, yeah. So okay. the jet, like, like, it just messed up my, my towel in front of it. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I don't know how to. But like, do you not have to dry after that, Yes, Yeah, though? so you pat yourself dry. And then, I like, the first time I was like, but I'm still a little bit, like, I feel it's, wet. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do I, how do I dry yeah. that? But then after a while, I'm like, I think I'm used to it now. 
And so uh, you're using it every day now? I use it every day now. Wow. Yeah, but like the first time is I was cold? like, what is it is cold? This? Is it cold water? You can actually adjust the temperature. You can. So you oh, can go nice. from like really cold to really warm. What do you, you use? I use warm. Warm. Yeah. yeah. So is it nice now? No, no, no. It's great. I feel clean. Are you guys going to keep it? Yeah, yeah. I think we'll oh. keep it. Definitely. I don't oh, think well. you can return a bidet. After you've used it. No, I, I think that's on the list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got a yeah. no refund policy. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, I think like, I think, I think panties and bidet, yeah. right? Like if there's a list of things you cannot bring back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bidet. Sure. Do, you, do you feel weird about sharing one with your, uh, with your fiance or no? No, because the thing is, it's like the nozzle is so far back that it doesn't actually touch anything. Right. Right. So it, it's like, and it has a nozzle cleaning too. So every time if you want to use it, it cleans itself. Because at first I didn't know how that would work, but it seems to be fine. And you have like settings for like men and women as well. Yeah. Um. So I was like, oh, fancy. What's the, what's the difference between a man and a woman? What's what's the difference in the settings? Um, like the direction of where it shoots, like how close, how far. So like you might have one for like your butt. Oh, the the, the other the other butt you have for the other yeah. thing. Yeah, the other butt. Yeah, okay. the other butt. Yeah. There you go, yeah. Mrs. Mr. Wow. Mrs. Bidet. Yeah, wow, it look up at now. you, fancy. <laughs> <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Lizzo uh, pissed everybody off, huh? Oh no! What happened? <laughs> Again? I mean, yeah. So Lizzo pissed off Madonna fans, really, and a whole bunch of other fans. So Lizzo tweeted out who she thought was the king of pop, queen of pop, prince of pop, princess of pop, the pop princess, and the queen of music. Okay. So queen of music, she has Beyonce. Um, The prince of pop, she has Justin Bieber. Princess of pop, she has Britney Spears. The pop princess, she has Rihanna. Wait, sorry. Uh, What's a Britney one? I don't know. Okay, Britney is the princess of pop. Yeah, but Rihanna is... is the pop princess. Mm, no, 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 no. You can no, only no, have no, one. No, no. Just because you switch words around. Thank you. <laughs> doesn't mean Thank you can have two. Thank you. Uh, and then we get to the king of pop. Michael Jackson. Then we get to the queen of pop. Beyonce. No. Oh, no, she already said Beyonce. She said Beyonce is the queen of oh, music. Oh, uh, 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 a queen of music. Oh, okay, queen of pop. Who would Lizzo say is the queen of pop? Who is the queen of pop? Not who is Lizzo say the, oh, queen no, who's the queen of pop? I'm asking you who the queen of pop is. There's only one answer. Would you say, Maury? Madonna? Yeah, 100% Madonna. Okay. 100% Madonna. So what did Lizzo say? Janet Jackson. Ooh, Ms. Nasty. And then the Madonna fans came for her. Of course they did. Right? Because they're Madonna fans. Oh, my God. What'd they say? But normally, I'm never on the side of irrational stands. Uh Right? Never. Even if I somewhat agree with them, they're all so annoying that I want them all to lose and embarrass themselves. Right? These hardcore stands. But I'm like, I'm kind of on their side with the Madonna thing. So what are they saying? Oh, they're just like, Lizzo's crazy. Yeah. They probably went through stats. Right. But it's not even about stats. Right. Like it's not it's not stats like when when they had crowned the I I don't even know if, you know, when they started using those terms, the sort of like king of pop and queen of pop and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, you know, they were exclusive to Michael Jackson and Madonna because there was nobody even. But is it an age thing? Maybe Lizzo's too young to realize that's my thing Mm. is that is that when you're that young and you don't. Yes, of course. Shem, look at your face. What? I disagree because Janet Jackson and Madonna aren't exactly that far apart. In terms no, of but, li- but she didn't live through it, though. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. She didn't live. Think, she didn't live through it. Exactly. I think it's a. I think it's a great uh, comparison of the two because they did come up during the same era. 
right Wait, for that on. discussion. If if Lizzo had said Ariana Grande, what no disrespect to Ariana Grande fans, mm-hmm. if she had said she was the queen of pop, then I could understand the age argument. But she said Janet Jackson, right? Right, and which, she didn't live which, to either. Which, no, but I still think it's an age no, thing. No, because people I still who think are it's Lizzo's an age thing. Age, Listen probably more to Janet Jackson music than they do early Madonna because I, uh, I think that I think Janet Jackson uh, one has probably aged a little bit better than Madonna has. I think that when you look at Madonna, you think about Madonna, you can't help but think about Madonna today. And I think that Madonna today, in some ways, has done a disservice to the Queen of Pop title that she had back in the day. A lot and of people say that. And Where is the and, actual Madonna? Yeah, and everything that she had actually achieved. I think that that is the case. But I don't think that, I think that back in the day, when you look at that period when Michael Jackson was at his best, and then you look at the other side, if you were looking for a queen of pop, there was only one answer, and that was Madonna. Janet like, without, without question. You, so you do say I'm Janet Jackson. Or you're just, being, you're just being a dumbass right now. Yeah? <laughs> now suddenly, I feel like the stupid Madonna fan right now. And I don't even want to fight for this. <laughs> Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Kay. It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, Roz and Mocha. So you are stressed. I am stressed. Um, so how do you deal with a condescending, sexist male coworker? Yeah, you wrote it says, Razamoka fixed my life. I hate how he speaks to me, but I also hate confrontation and don't know how to stand up for myself in a professional way. He's rude to other coworkers as well, especially female coworkers, and everyone just ignores his behavior. I hate that he's getting away with it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of industry do you work in? Tech software and so he talks like this to, to everybody so he talks especially rude to female co-workers and it, it's something that like when i say it it makes me feel like i'm being sensitive but it's his tone it's the way that if a female co-worker brings up as uh, an issue he would be like oh, of course you'd have this issue or oh of course you have like you know like but if a male co-worker brings up something he's like oh well like He'll actually entertain it. Does your boss know about this behavior? I'm sure he sees it, but my boss is like a software developer. So he doesn't, he's, he doesn't care as much Mm because he gets to just go off and do his developing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Have other people complained to your boss about this guy? No. Oh. So are you alone in this? Do you like, how do the other women in the office feel? They don't like him. Like I'll speak to them like, yeah, that's just how he is. And you know, they don't, they they kind of just ignore that behavior or let it go. Or I guess don't let it bother him. But it really bothers me because I'm like, well, you shouldn't be talking to people like that. Right. Um, so you've, have you identified these with anybody else within that organization that's above you? Or is this something that you just see happen and then you try and have conversations with your coworkers about it? The latter. The thing is, we, we're a startup. Yeah. It's a very small company. Our HR is literally like one person. Right. And then and then the 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 CEO is very removed from the everyday. So there's there's really no one to talk to other than my coworkers. Right. The the problem that yeah. you run into with stuff like this, right, is you then have to try and define what is sexism. 
you you know it when you feel it. You feel it. You know it. You know what you're you're feeling. Like you're not wrong. But then what makes it difficult for you is you have to somebody you have to go and sit in somebody's office and they say, okay, well, tell me what happened. Like even if they're on your side, right? They're not being confrontational. They want to know what how you're feeling and what you heard. And you then have to in, interpret what they said to you and then relay that to somebody as to why it's sexism when they may not feel that it is. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And it's I tough. can't, I can't mimic his tone. No, I and know. Even if I, yeah, it's a feeling and I can't, I can't, it's not evident. Have uh, you thought, have you thought of like maybe having a, just a straight up one-on-one convo with him or is it just too, too intimidating for you? That's, that's the other thing. I'm like not good with confrontation. Yeah. I don't know how to, say it to him without like, I don't know. The thought of it makes me nervous. So I think that that, I think that that's part of it. I think calling it out is one way to feel one empowered, right? Um, That you, that you don't have to take it. I think that uh, a a lot of this is, you know, I don't know how hurtful the things are that he's saying or how deliberately hurtful he's trying to be, but I think that you feel less empowered every time you have to sit and listen to one of his comments without saying something. But also, more importantly, you feel alone because nobody else says something either, right? Right. I I don't think that there's wrong with saying something is offensive. I don't think that there's wrong. My favorite, my favorite comeback, man, when it comes to women dealing with offhanded comments or jokes um, is to ask them to define it. Right. Um, Because that's where the, that's where the wheels fall off their cart. So if he says something and you say that's rude, he's going to say it was a joke and then you say, oh, I like jokes. I didn't get it. Explain it to me. Oh, good one. Right? Okay, you better yeah. write that one down. Yeah. Use it today. You know that what I mean? Like, and, and so yeah. you're not being confrontational, right? You're not, trying to, you're not trying to mother him. You're not trying to be, you know, the office snitch. You are empowering yourself by asking him to define his actions, asking him to define his language, asking him to take responsibility for the things that he says. And you're doing, and you're, and you're doing it in a more, po- and you, you can do it in a more positive way. Right. No, that's that's actually great. I've never thought of that. Believe me, a, a, any any guy who's going to talk like that, if he gets called out, ninety nine percent of the times he's going to look at you and go, "It was a joke." Mm. Right. <laughs> then ask him to define it. That makes sense. And then, and then that is the that to me is the fastest way to to to, to stop those. That's a real good those, one. Those those stupid little comments that guys make, and sometimes they don't even know they're making them. You know what I mean? They're just it's just their it's just their nature. Part it's of their the vocabulary. Way they, it's the way they deal with people. And they probably and, talk to to everybody like that. Yeah, and nobody's ever told them nobody's ever told them anything any any different. You know, he probably thinks women love him. <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. But I think that I think that feeling empowered is well within your reach in a situation like this. And I don't I don't think it's going to take an, uh, even an ounce of sort of confrontation where you're going to feel at risk in any way. Uh, you need to feel empowered. And if you don't have this sort of collective with you of other people, especially the other men in the office, like where like where's the other? This is my question with stuff like this. Where's the dudes in the office when he says something like that? Did none of the guys look at him and go shut? up i guess it's a maybe it's an age thing like he's the only older guy there 
um, everyone else is kind of really young, like 25, 26. Maybe they feel intimidated as well because they look at him as like someone who is, um, you know, maybe like the leader in the office type of thing. Probably, yeah. But you, you, you need to know, you just need to know that in those situations, as an employee, as a coworker, you have the ability and the right to respond or reply in a constructive way. Got it. There you go, Kay. Thanks, guys. Good luck. Have a good day. Thank you. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season 6, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada, within about 12 months. So she was scared. Something out there scared her. You just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. What do you do when you're sick of dating apps? You get off the dating apps. No, you don't. You create your own. Dating app? Yeah, where you're like the only guy or like a website, right? Like you create your own website. And this is we've this is now we've talked to another guy who did this and was successful at it. Uh, Colin O'Brien is on hold right now. Colin O'Brien, um, single uh, young dude and was sort of sick of the world of dating and decided to launch datecolinobrien.com. Oh, very simple. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it's a dating website, but it only features him. It has all of his pros, his cons, what he's looking for. And I guess as a woman, you can sign up to only date him. Colin O'Brien, welcome to the Ron Zamogi Show. What's going on, stud? I, uh, not much. How are you guys doing today? Good, man. So you're 29 years old and single. Yes. And this website was created because of what? Like you were unsuccessful on the sort of apps and other websites or, or what was this? What was the reasoning behind this? Yeah, just going on the apps for years and not getting a lot of matches and dates and feeling like the apps weren't a great platform for me to show off my personality or what's unique about me. So I wanted to take matters into my own hands. Um, I feel like the app set it up in a way where people kind of judge you instantaneously based on a picture or two. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, what I have to offer is, you know, a sense of humor and sort of obscure fun interests and hobbies and ambition and stuff like that. That doesn't, it's, it's hard to communicate that in a picture. But I thought if I could create some sort of creative, funny website with lots of different pictures and lots of different information, I could get people to spend a little more time looking at who I am and what I like and and overcome that sort of instantaneous, you know, yes or no uh, mentality. But the only way this works, the only way Mm -hmm. for you to get women to sign up to your website to only date you, it only works if you're able to take this viral. That's what's happening. That's how I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> uh, so you set up DateColinO'Brien.com. Otherwise, otherwise, you're just a weirdo, right? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I have seen, I've seen little websites like this before where people are offering like $25,000 to somebody <laughs> yeah. who will set them wow. up with some stuff. Now, wow. I, don't, I don't have that kind of money. I had, I had to make it funny and charming, and that's what I hope. It okay, so you set up DateColinO'Brien.com, and you put it into a Facebook group. It starts getting traction and goes viral. Uh, what's the status at now? Like how many 
uh, matches are you getting? How many emails are you getting? How much uh, interest yeah. is there in, in you and your life? Yeah, it's overwhelming. I, I think I've gotten contacted by more than 400 people. Wow. Um, and as of like yesterday, uh, all of the people who are contacting me to talk about the website, it's, it's moved out of my hometown of St. Louis. And it's, and it's, you know, it's, I, it's Iowa and it's Ohio and it's Utah and now it's Canada. So I think I've gone fully international and no, I think no, it's only I'm a matter talking of about time Colin, until. I'm talking about, Dave, forget press, man. Forget about all this. I'm talking about, like, <laughs> yeah, no, women got, who are I mean, yeah. wanting to go on dates with you. Yeah, hundred. I, like, I think 400 or so single women have contacted me. Um, and I am just trying to figure out how to wade through that and talk to people, let alone set up time. I went on four dates last week. I've got five scheduled for this week, five scheduled for next week. So the dates are coming, and I almost am at the point where I need to hire, like, an assistant to help me oh, put it all you. of it into a spreadsheet. Oh, look, at out- <laughs> look at you. Look at you. Now, now you're, the, you're now the problem because the problem with all those dating apps, yeah. right, is that mm-hmm. people don't use them for love. They play on them. And the, mm-hmm. the problem with that is nobody mm-hmm. should have unlimited options. It's a deadly yeah. thing for somebody who's looking for love. And now look at you. Unlimited options. I think that's a great point. And I, I've been wondering this whole time what's gonna lead to me getting canceled from this from this endeavor. I think that's a great thing. I don't think you're that far away from that, man, to be honest with you. (laughs) So based on the the dates that you've been on so far, Colin, after setting up the the website, datecolinobrien.com, any connection whatsoever? Or are you just still keeping everything wide open? Yeah, there, I, I went out with someone last week, and we've already gone on a second date and have a third date planned. It's oh, somebody wow. who really, I think, instantly latched on to the idea and thought it was really funny and started playing around in the comments of the post in the Facebook group where it went viral with, like, you know, goofy riffs on the website and Photoshopping their own sort of uh, versions of the stats page and stuff like that. Um, and I'm still keeping things, you know, my mind is still very open, but I I do think that this uh, website is, is going to, um, find me some people with similar interests and some good matches. How do you, how do you not get hustled by somebody who really goes all out for you, but their intention is to just always go viral. They want to be the person that gets a little press because they dated the guy with the website. Yeah. I I told her that I think she's going to be more famous than me by the time this is over. And I think that uh, I've just got to accept that. I can't, you know, I can't put this out into the world this way and then get mad if somebody else is, is, is doing something similarly goofy. Right, right. All right, Colin O'Brien from St. Louis. Uh, you set up a dating, uh, a dating website where you're the only person on the, set, <laughs> on the website for, for women to date. Congratulations, and I guess good luck with everything. Yeah, thank you. I guess the end game is looking for love. True love. There you go. Appreciate your time, brother. Yeah, have a great day. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Brayden. It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. How are you? Not too bad. What is on your mind today? Well... My family still talks to my ex, even though I asked them not to. Oh, yeah. You wrote this. Uh, hey, Ron Samoka, fix my life. I was in a seven-year relationship with my ex-girlfriend. We obviously had a good relationship with my family, uh, especially my sister and her kids. However, she cheated on me and broke up a marriage. 
but my sister, nieces, nephews still have a relationship with her and her entire family. I've made it clear to my sister uh, that it bothers me, and she said that she respects me and will stop having the relationship with them. But I found out on multiple times that she's lying, so I cut her out of my life, and I haven't talked to her in a couple of years, and I feel guilty because my nieces and nephews. Uh, I need some advice. Um, how long ago did this breakup happen? Oh, uh, maybe four years ago. Oh, okay. And so you've articulated to your sister that them maintaining a relationship hurts you, right? Oh, multiple times, yeah. And what is her response to that? Like supportive and like on my side and stuff like that. But then whenever it's convenient for her, she just kind of ignores that situation. Uh, is she the one reaching out to your ex or they just naturally have a friendship now? Where they reach out to one another. Yeah, I think they reach out to one another. It's a lot of, like, babysitting for, like, my nieces and nephews and stuff like that. What's the deal with your ex? Is she remarried? Is she uh, in a relationship? Yeah, I believe she's in a relationship. So she's not doing this to sort of keep a a hold on you, and it's not done out of guilt where she thinks that if she's still a part of your family that you'll eventually come around? No, because, and especially... This was when I was living in Alberta, but me and my fiance now are living in Toronto. So yeah. there's not really any ties or anything. Um, Did you, your, your, because you keep bringing up your sister, or I guess we're only talking about your sister. Uh, what about your folks or like anybody else in your family? Are they still maintaining a relationship with her? Or is it just no. this one sister? Yeah, it's just my sister and that's it. Hmm. Jeez, it's it's really it's really tough because people, you know, tend to throw around things like, hey, we're all adults and it didn't work out, but you're happy. She's happy. Uh, We get along. Why can't we be friends? You get a lot of that. Right. And I think that the problem is that even though you're engaged um, and even though she's in a relationship, this is preventing you from fully moving on from something that hurt. And this is preventing you from fully getting closure on a part of your life that you really deserve closure on. And them maintaining the relationship with uh, your sister, maintaining the relationship with your ex puts you in a position to always be reminded. And that hurt just always comes back. And it, it and, and then you wind up having trust issues with your sister. Like, you know, do you think that maybe your sister and your ex, you know, ever just sit around talking about you? Probably a possibility for sure. You know, mm-hmm. that hurts. Right. That's not that's not that's not good. And she's going to deny that happens. But I'm sure it does, because it, it, you, when you're that close to somebody, you're going to talk about things. You're going to have a couple mm. glasses of wine one night and reminisce about stuff. And especially now that uh, it's been, you know, how many years that you haven't talked to that one sister, she probably feels a, a, a little bit of resentment towards your strained relationship and probably talks smack. Uh, about you to to your ex too, right? I'm, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I know it's came up in conversations with my sister and my dad and stuff about me and the situation that's going on. But yeah, I need to. I think that you need to tell your sister that you really feel right now that she was given a choice and she chose your ex over you, and that's really that's really how it feels. And she may not see it that way. But um, but that is exactly how it feels to you. And I think that she needs to know that your view of her is now somebody who chose your cheating ex over her own brother. And that's that was like the last conversation that we had was how I laid it down practically just like that. But I guess what I'm doing now is I have a lot of guilt or a lot of resentment. Well, I guess a lot of guilt towards not having a relationship 
with my like nieces and nephews, I guess. Of course, of course, of course. But the, 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 the situation that you're in right now is that you had a person in your life who hurt you. And because your sister still feels the need to maintain that relationship, that person that hurt you then continues to hurt you because the reason you feel guilt and the reason you're missing your nieces and your nephews is not because of you or decisions that you've made. It's not even about the decisions that your sister makes. It's still that same person who hurt you once and continues to hurt you. But the problem is now she has advocates within your family. She has people who defend her and then her relationship within your family. And that's awful. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You're not wrong. That's for sure. I don't know what kind of sister you have where you could lay all this out exactly the way we have, and she's still going to go and do it. Do you think it's worth another conversation? I don't know. I I was kind of just waiting for her to reach out and to be ready to have that conversation. Yeah, I don't think she's going to. If she's the one that's still willing to to keep this relationship with your ex going, um, I think you need to to kind of give it another go and lay it all out on the line. And exactly what Roz was saying just now, I think you need to kind of reciprocate all of that. Your sister sounds like a selfish person to me. Uh, that explains her to a T, really. Yeah, and I don't know what you do with that. I don't know. I don't know what you do when you have a sibling who's so who's so selfish that they will still maintain a relationship with somebody who like the the bare bones of that relationship does damage to you. I don't know. I don't know what kind of sibling would do that. Have that combo and tell her to get a new babysitter. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but I think that there's probably maybe you start thinking about a way that you can have a relationship with your nieces and nephews without having one with your sister. And that's that's kind of the the solution that I've came up with in my head of just hoping and just kind of seeing if that's the right way to go about it. Yeah. Just because I think that's the only solution for it. To it be sounds honest. like it. It I sounds think, like I it. think that I think that's where you're at right now, man. Mm. All right, perfect. Thanks. Thanks All right. a lot, guys. All right, dude. No worries, brother. You take care. Yeah, you. Thank you. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings finally drops this Friday. Simu Lu, a.k.a. Shang-Chi. Welcome back to the Raza Mocha Show. Welcome back home. Welcome back to Canada, brother. Oh, man. What's going on, gentlemen? It's so great to be here. Man, you guys, I spoke to you guys, like, right when I was first cast. That Literally, I was in San Diego at Comic-Con, and I yeah. talked to you guys. So this is, this is a real full-circle moment for me to, to be here talking right now. And uh, you've been sort of like on the outside of this world where you shot the movie, you're the, the hero, and nothing was released yet, and you hadn't really felt what it, that was like yet, but you were already the guy, but just like sort of nobody knew it yet. Now that you are the guy and everybody knows, what has that transition been like? It's uh, it, Honestly, it's been, it's been a bit of a whirlwind. Um, I've seen my Instagram followers go up pretty pretty quick. Uh, I have a TikTok now, you know, so now I got to learn TikTok dances and, and all that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, look, I'm, I'm I'm settling in nicely though, guys. I'm starting to you know build this influencer platform. I'm hoping I can get like a sponsorship or something. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to smash that like button and hit subscribe. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah baby, channel. yeah, you know what it is. <laughs> have you have you got all the uh, the Shang Chi like merch sent to you? Do you have all the toys? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I didn't and I didn't know that that it was part of like I guess my contract to have stuff sent to me. So right when the the action figures first came out. I went to like four or five targets, you know, in, in L.A. trying to find. And so I actually bought a bunch 
myself. I had no idea oh, no. what to do with it all. <laughs> so I just got this massive pile of stuff, and then and then I got more sent to me by Disney. So yeah, I have I have a lot. Did you save your receipts and go back to Target and, <laughs> and go to the no, return tile? Shang Chi can't well, no, return Shang Chi toys. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I can't. I can't do that, uh, dude. That bus fight is one of my favorite Marvel sequences. Oh, dude, thank you so much. It is so bloody good, and I was trying to figure out because you and Aquafina in this movie are such an incredible partnership and it, there's like aspects of buddy cop stuff into it there's, 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 <laughs> yeah. and, and it just reminds you of all these incredible partnerships where you take two people and you send them on an adventure together right mm. and don't take this the wrong way okay Simu don't take this the wrong okay. way but I in my head I compare you to one of my most beloved on-screen partnerships which is Donkey and Shrek <laughs> I love that no I love that Donkey and Shrek is, is they're, they're an unforgettable duo an unforgettable duo and that is what you guys are in this oh man thank you so much i know yeah yeah so so nora aquafina was actually at my final final audition my screen test so my, like like literally the last thing i had to do before i got cast was to read opposite her and to find some sort of chemistry and it really just like naturally sprung out we have this very natural like bickery curmudgeon old couple yes. you know chemistry <laughs> and it, it really just it was so easy right from the get-go, and, and I, I think it's a big part of what actually won me the role. Uh, Simu Lu joins us right now on the Raz and Mocha Show. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings in theaters in two days. you got to be super excited about this. Now that you are officially a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, who else from the Cinematic Universe have you been able to meet, have conversations with, get the text now? Like, do you get the, the full contact list for, like, everyone? Or do you get to meet people, like, periodically? Um, I gotta earn, I gotta earn that right, you know? I feel like I'm, I'm still very much the rookie, and I think, like, you know, now with the movie coming out, I'm feeling like I could probably, like, I probably deserve to be invited into that text chain. I talked to Chris Pratt, like, quite a bit. I'll, I'll shout him out because he really, like, went above and beyond for me. Like, you know, sent me a message early on in the process, kind of told me to reach out if I ever needed anything. And, and I, I did because I was going through all this stuff. I was seeing my poster freaking everywhere and action figures and stuff. And I just, like, sent him a text because I, I, was, I was just like, how do, you, how do you process it all? People were like, following me and asking for, and, and you know asking for autographs to sign i was just like can you please help me navigate through this and he was like yeah dude come over i just want to you know i, I want to educate you and and we ended up having a great conversation okay let's let's quickly do what we all did when we were kids as superhero fans okay so you are uh shang chi name another hero uh -huh. within the mcu that uh -huh. you could whoop their ass Oh wow! The one that would whoop your ass, and who would be the uh -huh. and who would be the best fight? Uh, I'll, I'll say something controversial because this is my favorite radio show. Okay, ready? Yep. I would whoop Iron Fist's ass. Oh, oh wow! Really? Wow! I said it. Okay. I said it. I'm sorry. Okay, now who would whoop your ass? Anybody, anybody who doesn't fight fair, anybody who like bends time and stuff. Because I feel like you know this this character is a great fighter. He's he's the greatest hand to hand fighter in the world. But he can't manipulate time. So if, you're, if your powers have to do with, like, time travel, 
bending reality, multiverses, anything like that. I feel like that's you okay. Know, so that's Doctor Strange, that, yeah, it's that, it's that son of a bitch, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you don't, you don't want to say it because you know he's such a nice guy in real life. <laughs> and, and who are you most evenly matched? Like who would be the best fight? I love man. This this is this this is definitely me overestimating my ability. But I feel like you have to do that when you're a superhero. You just got to bet on yourself. Um, Shout out to Fred Van Vliet. Um, but I feel like I feel like uh, Thor. 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 Oh, that'd be a good matchup. Amazing. Thor's got some hammers. I've got some rings, and and I just feel like you know we would just be be a pretty pretty even fight. No, you're uh, the best. Simu Lu, if there's one thing you want to say to all the fans who are uh, anticipating Friday's release of Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, what's that? Uh, guys. Some of the most incredible action sequences you will ever see in the cinema. I, I can't wait for you guys to see this movie. We worked so tremendously hard on it. It's got action. It's got wonder, you know, amazing chemistry and comedy. It's got moments of heart and family. Um, it's it's really everything you want in like a summer blockbuster movie. So guys, check check it out. You know how proud we are of you. And oh, it's incredible to watch you and just enjoy your success through all of this. And if I could leave the fans with anything, I will say that you're probably maybe, maybe like five, six minutes into the movie before we get to see you with your shirt off. Because I know that that's what matters most. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the people that come on. He's like, that's making me feel super awkward right now. <laughs> Simu Lu, we love you so much. Congratulations. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings in theaters on Friday. Uh, please don't forget about us as your rocket continues to climb and climb and climb. You know you always have a home here on the Roz and Mocha Show. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much. Right on, brother. Take care, brother. Take care. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, did you see this Mandy Patinkin clip? Mm-mm. Okay, so Mandy Patinkin, his, I guess his son has started putting him on TikTok. Mandy Patinkin was the one where they were asking him, like, who Benifer is, and he had no idea. Like, he's just, he's been in show business his whole life, but has, like, no idea who anybody is. And they're hysterical, and Mandy Patinkin has become this big star on TikTok now. Yeah. And reignited his career. Yeah. Or his name, really. Yeah, yeah. His like, profile. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because Mandy Patinkin's just sort of always been there, and... Um, Homeland and everything else, but yeah. where people always come back to is Mandy Batinkin's portrayal of uh, Inigo Montoya from The Princess Bride, because mm. The Princess Bride is just one of those movies that will just never go away. Yeah, forever and a classic. Exactly. Um, and there is a scene in The Princess Bride where he's fighting the six-fingered man, 11-fingered man, whatever it was. What's that? Yeah. And he's the guy that killed his father, where uh, Manny Patinkin, as Inigo Montoya, says this famous line during the battle. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Now! Offer me money. Yes. Power to promise me that. All that I have and more. Please. Offer me everything I ask for. Anything you want. I want my father back. So that's the line right there, right? And somebody on TikTok, this woman on TikTok, who's obviously a huge fan of Manny Patinkin, and you don't realize the sort of other meanings of things. And yeah, it's a great movie. Um, but people watch things and they feel them differently. And so this woman went on TikTok and she made this video, hoping that it would eventually get to Mandy Patinkin. Okay, so I'm going to try to do this without crying. So my dad passed away 
uh, March of this year, 2021, from Cancer. Princess Bride was always one of his favorite movies, and Inigo Montoya was his favorite character from the film, uh, played by the wonderful Mandy Patinkin. I recently learned that in the scene with Count Rugen, the six-fingered man, when, you know, it's their famous duel, he says, you know, I'll give you anything you want. And he says, I want my father back, you son of a I saw on the internet the rumor that when Mandy Patinkin said that line, he was thinking of his own father who had passed away from cancer. Oh my God. And it was a very raw emotion. And I, ever since then, it's kind of really stuck with me. Um, so I guess I just kind of wanted to know if that is, or if that's a true thing, if that's a real thing. Oh my right. God, no. And so Mandy Patinkin's son showed him, uh, Mandy and, uh, and, and his wife, uh, the video. And this was Mandy's incredible response. Your dad is taking care of you. <laughs> Secondly, it is true. A hundred percent true. I went outside in this castle and walked around the, the, what do they call it? Where they cut the, the brushes and everything. Yeah. They cut the bushes to make like a, a maze, you know, yeah. in, in the castle. Yeah. And I kept talking to my dad and I said, dad, I'm going to get this guy. From the minute I read the script, I, I knew I said to Kath, I said, I'm going to do this part because in my mind, if I get this six-fingered guy, that means I kill the cancer that killed my dad and I'll get to visit my dad. Oh, my God. That moment was coming. I went and I played that scene with, with uh, Chris. And, uh, and then I went back out there and talked to my dad. And so you can talk to your dad anytime you want, anywhere you want. And I'm, um, yeah. and I'm just glad you and he shared that movie, yeah. you know, and that you have that. And listen, we're yeah. just with you. Oh, and yeah. I will put, if you could somehow let me know your dad's name, because I say prayers for everyone I've ever known. And now I feel like I know you and therefore I know your dad. And I will list his name in my prayers every day. Uh, and they make me feel like they're with me wherever I go. And I'd like your dad to hang out with me. Oh, Isn't that the best? Come Isn't he the on. best? Isn't he the best? Isn't that just so bloody beautiful? I have goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. He's the best. Like, and it's a, it's, it take, oh, it's it just, man. it takes somebody incredibly special to be able to on the fly, just sort of articulate that. And there's a brilliance to, you know, Mandy Patinkin's humanity that, mm. uh, and he wouldn't have like, how do you know? Like the impact of your words, you don't, right? You don't. you don't. Like he was, he had a reason, yeah. for saying the line, a personal reason for saying the line the way yeah. he did, yeah. And not knowing, obviously, that those words were going to resonate with someone or right. people who are going through things, right? I want my father back, you son of a bitch. Yeah, it's incredible. It's right? awesome. Anyway, uh, that's the great Manny Patinkin. Bras and mochas fix my life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Bras and mocha got you. Hi, Anna. It's Raz and Mocha. Hi, how are you? Doing good. Uh, what's on your mind today? What's going on? Am I a terrible daughter because I don't like hanging out with my parents? Oh, wow. Yeah, so you wrote this. Uh, Raz and Mocha fix my life. My parents make me feel guilty for never going over to see them. But in all honesty, I'm not a big fan of hanging out with them. I celebrate some big holidays, and they always make sure to make me feel guilty for not coming over more often. I now associate a family gathering with a must-have guilt trip. Obviously, I'm not that busy. I just don't want to go. And yes, my excuses are lame. We have nothing in common. We definitely had our 
ups and downs in terms of relationships. Yes, I love them. I can just enjoy our time in small doses. Do I continue as I am or am I such a terrible daughter? So what happened? Oh, it was just a long time ago. I moved away very young and like it was just not a good environment to be in. It was negative. They were manipulative when I was like a lot younger. So I moved out at 17 and just figured my life out. So Yeah. Um, it's it's an interesting thing, guilt, because uh, people grow up all the time with parents, and, yeah. so, and and some parents are incredibly skilled at emotional manipulation to the children that they claim to love, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> and and it's their way. It's a, it's a it's a power move, and oftentimes parents don't know they're doing it, and they just often look at it as just part of parenting. Like it's it's like it's a weird that's my job kind of thing is to remind yeah. you of all the things you're not and all the things you don't do. And when this hits you young, you try and distance yourself from them because feeling guilty is not good. And feeling guilty doesn't lead to good decisions. And then you get to the point of where you're a little bit older and you start saying, well, you know, do I actually need these people in my life? I never feel good when I see them. But I think that one thing that you have to keep in mind is that you may not need them, but they still need you. And, mm-hmm. and and if it's a relationship that can't be repaired, if there's been some serious damage done, um, then that's a whole other conversation. But if it's just the fact that you don't like hanging out with them because you don't feel good about yourself when you leave, then that's a conversation that you need to have with your parents. Mm-hmm. Have you ever told them how you feel? Yeah. I mean, I said that every single time I come over, it's, um, it, I did specify that look you guys just make me feel bad for not coming over for a long time and you know what happened in the past like we've we've gone over it and yes we've mended relationships everybody at some point has apologized to me for everything that has been done but you know i do make really lame excuses like we, i could go it did get better over time like it's been 10 years since i moved out wow. at the end of the day yeah so <laughs> And are these visits like quick visits or are these like family functions where you are there for a few hours and you got to fake a smile? I mean, yeah. So I usually come over for birthdays and New Year's, typically when it involves giving a gift. Uh, (laughs) Just those times and as well as... I like I I go and take my grandma for visits, but that's different. She's just here. She's you know older. It's yeah, not her country. She's miserable. So I take her out a lot more often than I have to go with them. And Anna, but, are you? Do you have like a family of your own? Are you in a relationship? Or are you just like solo? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm have basically it's just me and my boyfriend. I have a dog. I'm happy with my life. Yeah. I have my own place where I live. So I I wouldn't like I would rather be there than you know. <laughs> Yeah, guilt is guilt is one of the least helpful feelings that you could ever encounter, um, and I, and I think that you have to manage that before you can sort of fix a relationship with your parents, um, because if you're only feeling guilt, you won't be allowed to experience, you won't allow yourself to experience uh, any other sort of moments of joy with your family, because you'll go in there, you could be having a great day. And you could go and hang out with your parents and then you're just, you're going to pick a fight or you're going to just like, your back is up as soon as you walk into the door and you pick a fight, you say stuff that is just sort of out out of character for you and you don't feel good when you leave. You actually feel kind of crap about the whole thing when you leave. You ruin the rest of your day, right? That's usually how that is. I mean, um, anytime I, like usually there's no point to disagree with anything. I just 
you know, sent smile and nod there like a happy bobblehead. Yeah. Um, just to kind of wait for the conversation to be over if I don't agree with something. I, I think there's that, no point. I think that you need to have conversations with your with your family, with your parents, um, without bringing up everything that happened in the past. I think that you need to go in there and have honest conversations as adults um, with your parents about moving forward, not about the past. Even when you just said earlier, you know, we've gone over everything and everybody's apologized to me. Well, maybe they feel that there's some stuff that you need to apologize to them for too. You know, who knows? But I think that the way the way to sort of fix this and not feel awful uh, about seeing your, your parents is to sit down, all of you, and have a conversation about moving forward and not dealing with with everything that went on in the past. Mm-hmm. Right. Because every time something bad happens when you're over there, you just add it to the stack. That's true. Right. And, you know, you got to put that away. You got to put that away and you got to realize that guilt is doing you no good. Yeah, 100%. Will you try that, Anna? Uh, and maybe in a couple yeah. of months, we'll, we'll check in with you again to see how everything's going. Sure. Absolutely. I'd love yeah. that. All, All right. right. It was great talking to you, Anna. <laughs> great talking to you guys, too. All Thank right, you love. so much. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. Did you do your back to school shopping yet? Oh my god, yeah. Did you? Hit up Walmart. What'd the you other get? Day? What'd you get? Well, Cruz is starting uh JK. JK! Yeah. Look at that little and man. They they sent a list of all the items that he needs because the way they're doing sure. it is you can't share no, items, no, right? No, no, so no. he needed uh certain things that we're putting into a plastic bin. So he needed like kids safe scissors. Yeah. Uh two rulers, a couple of pencils, um, Erasers, <laughs> uh, pencil case. Yeah. Now, does he understand what he's going into? Like, does he? He fully gets it, right? Like, oh he, yeah, he yeah. Under- he's yeah, excited. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, very yeah. excited. We got him in a school bag. He's wearing it around the house yesterday. Yeah, practice. Yeah, yeah. Now, what's the deal with his lunch? Does he have to? Is it? Is he going full day or half day or what's his deal? No, he's doing full day. Full day. And so, so what's the story gonna, with his with his lunch? Like, Jen, Jen is going to make his lunch. No, 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 no. But day. you have to like do run throughs to make sure that whatever you put his food in, he's strong enough to open it. Oh yes. So we have these lunch boxes yeah. for him that he's been super excited about, and he knows these are his lunch boxes for school. Right. So uh, he's been having some of his meals out of those lunch boxes. But at ca- home. he can open them though. He can open them. He yeah, can yeah, open yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Because that's always the terrible thing, right? No. Like. You can't like you can't send a little kid to school with even a carton of milk, right? No, I Kids know. Kids can't open that. They don't oh, have the hand strength to open a carton of seen, milk. I don't know if Roxy. I mean, she's what eleven now. Yeah, she probably don't drink uh, juice boxes anymore. She never did. But we have these uh, juice boxes at home, and I know everyone's trying to be like environmentally it's hard. safe it's and hard. Yeah. this and that companies, right? But these juice boxes that we have, they switched from plastic straws to these little paper straws. No. And when you try to jam the paper straw into the juice box, the straw immediately bends in half. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's so difficult. And little kids take forever sometimes to go through a juice box. Yeah. So when Cruz, he's only four, so he's not going to, like, chug a juice box. <laughs> no. By the time he's finished, like, Ugh, the, the straw is just, mess. like... Like disintegrated, yeah. and, ki- so and kids are slobbery and drooly anyway, right? Like, like when you give your kid, like you know, a, a you know, sandwich has got a little bit of mayonnaise on it, and then they got yeah. a juice. Like they're, they're just their mouths are just wet all, all the, the time, time. and yeah. then that that straw starts to disintegrate and turn into pulp. Yeah, right. It's just not it's not good. And uh, kids' way of prob- like solving problems is that if there's something stuck in the straw, the kid's not going to take the straw out, look through the straw, no. maybe like tap it on something. What the kid's going to do is grab 
grab that juice box with two hands and like squeeze. Yeah, totally. Right? That's and what then they're going to do. Juice everywhere. <laughs> Have you guys done back to school? Uh, no, not yet. We always do that Labor Day weekend. Oh, with, nice. uh, with Rox. So does Rox have, does she have like a list of not things? Not yet. Not that she got from the school, but like in no. her mind, she knows what she wants. No, she is, She well, she's like any kid, right? Like they get excited about that list. They get yeah. excited about the shopping list that the school sends out, right? Uh-huh. But we haven't got ours yet, which yeah. is really weird. It's like super, it's super late. But uh, but no, she's she's really excited. I think that all kids are because it's just been so bloody long since they've yeah. been in that sort of social situation where, you know, you just look around and there's 10 other kids in a room with you. Like you just, they don't have that. And it's doing, you know, it did some serious serious damage to them that's the and thing that, for that, all of them. that i'm uh looking forward to the most by sending him back to school is because throughout this whole thing like he was in school for a little bit before the pandemic yeah and then we pulled him out and he didn't go at all last year and the only other family in our in our bubble has a, a kid who is a month older than Cruz. So for the past year and a half, right. those two kids are the only kids. Do they like each other? They do. They, do. they, oh, they love do. each other. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but they're the only right. ones that have seen each other and like hung out and played like maybe two, three times a week. Yeah. And that's it. So like, and Cruz, he's a very, very social kid. Yeah. And he will go for walks around the block and he say, says hi to everyone. Right. Um, so I think he's gonna. He's he's really excited. Yeah, let's hope that changes to go next week. When you do back to school, <laughs> 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 I have a gotta, moment here, bro. You gotta learn that out of him. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. When you do the back to school shopping with your kids, does any of the smells of stuff bring you back to your days in school? Because I was helping my brothers, and the smell of duo tang brings me back. Yeah, like I don't, it's, it's, yes, sounds, smells and sounds do bring you back. Like, uh, like I was, (laughs) I was helping rocks like the end of school where I was like helping her clean up and all this stuff. And I grabbed her binder and I opened the binder. And when I went to close the binder, I snapped the inside of my thumb and forefinger, that little piece of skin in the, in the rings. Right. And I'm like, it didn't hurt as much as I remember it hurting, but I have not felt that specific pain in like 30 years. Yeah. Right, and then just everything came back. Yeah, everything it's a clear came back. Pinch. Yeah, it's a clear pinch. Uh-huh. Right, um, but yeah, no, no, no. I like that. Uh, I like the process of uh, of of back to school, and uh, I know kids are excited, and and you should be excited. Yeah, one hundred percent. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. We got to get to this Rose McGowan thing. So once she's sla- she, yeah, she's slamming Oprah. Um, For what? Uh, because, she, I don't know, she calls Oprah fake. Let me do the Oprah thing first. So Rose McGowan um, posted a picture of Oprah from 2014 where Oprah's at an event, I think it was the People's Choice Awards, kissing Harvey Weinstein on the cheek. And Rose McGowan writes, uh, I'm glad more are seeing the ugly truth of Oprah. I wish she were real, but she isn't. From being pals with Weinstein to abandoning and destroying Russell Simmons' victims. Oh. Uh, she was about... She is about supporting a sick power structure for personal gain as she is as fake as they come. Hashtag lizard. Oh, wow. You call it Oprah a lizard. <laughs> right? Damn. But I guess Rose McGowan is living in the Mexican jungle. For what? Just, I don't know, like hanging out, I guess. I don't know. I mean, oh. I don't know. I'm like down in Tulum and just like sort of off the grid kind of thing. I yeah. don't know. I don't know where she's living. But she went on social media last night. And posted a picture, and all she wrote was, here lies Murder Hornet. I smashed you five times with a book, and you still look pretty. What are you? Pain scale, 9.7 out of 10, because she got bit. 
right? No. So yeah, so here's a clip when she found out what this thing was. Mm. It's shell doesn't splatter its guts out when you smash it. <gasps> the f- are you? Okay. Oh, right, that's so gross. Yeah, and this and, and and these things are as big as a quarter, right? Yeah. Like they're fat. And I guess she was smashing it, and nothing was happening. It doesn't break. It doesn't break. Oh, that's so gross. Um, and she wrote this. She goes, "I was just stung by a wor- wor- uh, murder hornet. Incredible pain. Right arm and leg going numb. Heart racing. Any tips?" And then uh, later on, she wrote, update on the murder hornet. My vision is now fuzzy. My balance is off. I'm in the middle of nowhere. My body is sweating. Stomach is cramping. And then, Girl, right? Wh- why not call 911 and stop I tweeting don't about know. it? No, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I guess maybe she, maybe she did, but that is like, like we don't need a Wikipedia update. On the I murder know, hornet? I know. Like, get yourself some help. I know. And sh- the picture she posted, like, it is like a nasty. I found out a hornet in the house the other day yeah. that was white and black. It wasn't like. What color was, are murder hornets? Uh, like a dark orange and black. But this one was black and white. Like, it was predominantly black with, like, white stripes on it, which was weird. I've never seen that before. Well, I guess wasps aren't that color. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but oh. it was, the, the cat was looking at it on the side of the garbage can. Yeah, and then Catherine called me over to kill it. And what'd you do? I grabbed a piece of paper towel and squished it. Yeah, um, but it didn't squish easy though. Like it didn't squish like <gasps> other. I don't know. I don't think it's a murder hornet. I don't think we have murder hornets here. Do no, we? I know. It's, I saw they they did another. They're like all over Washington. Yeah, and I saw. I think it was over the weekend or last weekend before. Um, they found like another big colony of murder hornets that they had to go in with really? the hazmat suits and, really? and smoke them out and clear them all out from the trees really? and stuff. Yeah. Oh my That's God. Scary. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not down with that. I don't like getting, <laughs> I don't like getting bitten by things. Yeah. Me neither. Right? It's like, it's just not, it's just not me. And the idea that like you would just go and live somewhere where you even have the possibility of getting Stung or bitten, attacked, to fight off a murder to, to fight <laughs> I'm not that strong. No, right, and it's not that I'm not that strong physically. I'm just not that strong willed. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Getting closer to that long weekend, baby. Yes, we are. Look oh, I love you. a long weekend. Look at you. I, I get my hair cut today with the long hair. I know. Yo, you came in here today. Yeah, and the the hair was flowing. Yeah. And then you put it in a ponytail. Yeah. And then now you just like release that yeah. ponytail, release that hair. Yeah. I got to I gotta get it cut this week. Oh, really? What's that, Maury? What are you saying? You didn't let it, you didn't take it out of the ponytail and sort of fling it back and forth. Tussle like they it do or in like the movies. slide it around. What do you mean in the movies? People do that in real life, too. <laughs> yeah, but when, you know, when somebody gorgeous you need comes to get out, out of the pool man. and they <laughs> no. fling their hair back and forth in slow motion. Uh, no, man, that of, hurts uh, your neck. I know people are scared of COVID and everything going yeah. outside, but... You need to get out more. Yeah, that's true. No, you're right. It's worth the risk for you. Yeah, get a little life in like you. Experience life at least, man. No, I got to get a haircut tomorrow, I think. For oh, the long yeah? weekend or in general? What do you mean? Like are you getting a, your haircut Like I'm getting a, I'm getting a special Labor Day long weekend haircut? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty lit though. Like, what does that look like? Listen, it's the last long weekend. I know, Like but, the official last long weekend of summer. But nobody's ever said. People turn up. Nobody's ever said Labor Day's coming up. I got to get a haircut. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm not going to lie, back in the day. Like, uh, if you're going out and stuff. So, like, the yeah. beach? The beach. No, man, I'm not going to the beach. Uh, no, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get all cut off, I think. I don't know how okay. short I'm going to go. But you going to do beard trim and everything? Uh, like, going yeah, all out? Yeah. No, I mean, I'll keep the stuff. I'm still going to keep the beard, but I'll trim it all down a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I got to go back short? to life. I, I start yeah. doing the TV show again after Labor Day. Uh-huh. Right? So I've been off all summer from e. the TV Canada. show, E.T. E. Canada. E. Canada. Why can't yeah. you go on E.T. Canada looking like that? I well, think because it look- maybe you said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I said this before, Kidding. that I think the long hair looks really nice, yeah. and I love it when it's in a ponytail, yeah. and I think it would look yeah. friggin' dope you on were, TV. And you were a ponytail guy for a lot of years. We forget that. I know ponytails. A lot of years you Back, were a ponytail guy. I used guy. to have long hair. Yeah. Like I would. I stuck to a schedule of shampoo and conditioner did, certain huh? days yeah, yes yeah i used to go to um, did you blow dry or did you yes did you, you did you blew <gasps> blue drew blue drew <laughs> what do you what's that you no blow dry blow no, dried no. but when i said if did you blow dry and then you say yeah and i go oh yeah you you and then what do i say though you blow dried or you blue yeah. drew no you blow dry you blow dried okay yeah yeah so i blew drew my hair yeah okay <laughs> yeah but those days yeah when i when i did that it was like, especially after shampoo and conditioner yes. and Blue Drew. Yes. Hair was silky soft yeah. and bouncy. Did yeah. the ladies love it? Oh, yeah. It was so nice. Yeah, you had, you had, and you had like, like it was long, very long hair. Do ladies yeah, yeah, love yeah, long yeah. hair on a man? You know what I, uh, I, I, that's, I mean, I think certain ladies certainly do, but that's not necessarily a priority for me. At one point, I had a, um, a hairstylist who took the, the the long hair yeah. and dyed just like the tips oh like red like a fire red right so when I put put it back in a ponytail this is just jet black hair look and then the fire red tips look like Ooh. Sonic mm. that's a hot look <laughs> it's a hot look you, when when did you decide to cut all your hair off was there a moment no nah, I just did got you, sick of and it and did you do gradual or did you just chop it all off like were you told to cut it for a job no 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 no, no. I just did it because I had had the long hair for so long yeah. that I just wanted to change. And then you miss it though, like you miss you miss the feeling, the flowy, yeah, the flowiness flow, the, of the it? flowiness of it, and you miss it on the no, back what of I your did, neck. I, and... Not gradual; it was quite drastic. But what I did was because I'd never experienced a mullet in my entire life. Oh yeah, yeah. So to. I did a mullet for. for um, I kind of like the mullet. Yeah, I, like I was only going to do it for I'm like a huge, couple yeah. of days. Yeah, and then chop everything off. Yeah, but I did the mullet. And I was like, wow, this actually looks yeah, dope. <laughs> I like it. So I kept the mullet yeah. and I kept trimming my hair, getting yeah. my hair trimmed mullet yeah. style for like maybe two months or so. Good and then you. I cut everything off. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know what I'm going to do. I haven't decided yet. I haven't decided how short I'm going to go or what I'm going to do, but it's, just go uh, drastic. it's time. What do you mean drastic? Like just buzz it or something. Buzz it? It'll grow back its hair. Yeah. <sighs> We understand how hair works. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. However, need- however, it's shocking that you know that because yours oddly has not. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Well, here we are. There we are. Uh, hey, Mocha. Yes. Are you ready? Of course, brother. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break. Uh, Camila Cabello, 
um, was so excited at the L.A. premiere of Cinderella last night, she passed out before what? introducing the movie. No, did she really? Yeah, and then she came to, grabbed a microphone, walked on stage, and said this. Oh my goodness. I literally passed out, but now I'm back, and I'm ready to read my notes. Okay. All right. All I can say is this was such an incredible experience. I believed in this movie so much that all I wanted was to enjoy it and not f*** it up. I'm happy I didn't f*** it up, and I'm grateful for everybody who believed in me enough to give me the opportunity. Aww. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, though. I yeah, love, it looks, it looks I love awesome. A, I love a new Cinderella movie. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Will Smith had a huge surprise for uh, Jabari Banks. Uh, Jabari Banks, young actor from West Philadelphia. Just like the Fresh Prince. Just like the Fresh Prince. Uh, graduated art school in Philadelphia. He's an actor, accomplished singer, songwriter, rapper, basketball player. Wow. And he's also going to be playing the role of Will in the upcoming Peacock series, Bel Air, which is the more dramatic take on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And uh, But in real, so all these stats that you just climbed <laughs> off, bro, he's literally the Fresh Prince. He is Will. Uh, and uh, Will actually surprised him on a Zoom call to let him know the good news. It is an absolute pleasure to meet you, to be on with you and from the deepest parts of my heart i want to say congratulations to you uh you have the role of will on bel air i'm ready thank you so much this is a dream come true you don't know like i know you probably do know you feel it but this, like, this, like, like like the way like the show has impacted me in my life is so incredible it's, to hear you say that more than honored looking forward to it uh jabari congrats go go have some fun thank you so much i'm so grateful there you go you know what else is like pretty ironic it's that this a- kid jabari banks from West Philadelphia, yep. where the Fresh Prince is from, yep. is playing the Fresh Prince. Yep. In real life, his last name is Banks. Yes. Isn't that wild? Right? Yeah. Like, Philip Banks? Yeah. Isn't that wild? Vivian Banks, yeah. Carlton Banks, yeah. Hillary Banks, yeah. Ashley Banks? Yeah. Dude, Come on. it's crazy. I know. It's crazy. Like, you talk about being born for a role, right? Like, this could not have worked no. out any more perfect. No, no, it's uh, it's incredible. So uh, Peacock has already ordered two seasons really? uh, of Bel Air. The show's just called Bel Air. It's not uh-huh. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And this, this was this was all based off Morgan Cooper's viral fan movie that he made yes. when, he, when he made that trailer, which was the sort of dramatic version yes. of... Uh, what the Fresh Prince guy, would look like? Like Will, didn't, I don't, I don't know. Will's obviously some sort of executive producer. Because no, no, they, but they he didn't like steal this him. idea from that guy. No, right? no, no. This is where it came from. Now I don't know. Like I don't know the how the deal was created. I don't know if Morgan Cooper, who originally did that video, is even part of this new show, whether he's an exec producer or even one of the directors. They may have bought the idea off him yeah. and then, you know, given him some sort of creative Because that thing blew position. I remember when that video yeah, came out huge. and it blew up. Yeah, it was and really good. And everyone was loving it. Yeah, it was really good. So now it's a thing. Uh, they found their will. Uh, his name is Jabari Banks, West Philly. He's a rapper, basketball player, and yes, his last name is, in fact, Banks. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, Ofcom, which is the uh, sort of media watchdog in the UK, 
has cleared Pierce Morgan in a spectacular way. What do you mean? Backing his right to free speech after he said that he didn't believe a word what Meghan Markle said during her interview with Oprah Winfrey and challenged her claims of royal racism and suicidal thoughts and all those other things that Pierce Morgan said. Uh, Ofcom called attempts to silence him, quote, a chilling restriction on freedom of expression after Meghan Markle was among the massive amount of people who called and wrote into um, ITV to complain, saying that uh, what he was saying was harmful and offensive to viewers. More than 57,000 complaints came in, including one from Meghan Markle herself. Uh, Within 48 hours after that uh, March 7th interview with Oprah, Pierce Morgan was forced to... Well, he quit Good Morning Britain after he refused to apologize. Um, ITV's chief CEO is now under pressure to explain why she tried to suppress uh, Pierce Morgan after Megan complained directly to her. Uh, Pierce Morgan said in a statement, uh, quote, what does the world come to when a whiny fork ton actress can dictate who presents a morning television news program? This is a resounding victory for free speech and a resounding defeat for Princess Pinocchio. In light of this decision, do I get my job back? Oh, wow. Wow. So that all came down. You know, I don't think he's going to have anything to say about it, though. He'll probably no. keep quiet, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll be like, what's going on? What's the big deal? He's moved on, clearly. That's old news. <laughs> what a guy. My God. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Stephen Amell was on a podcast talking to uh, Michael Rosenbaum. The name of the show is uh, Inside of You. And Stephen goes into detail about the day um, months ago, back in June, when he was kicked off a flight. And the story was that he got kicked off a flight because he got into a fight with his wife. Mm -hmm. And sort of shocking and very much out of character for everything that you know about uh, about Stephen Amell. Uh, but here he is on uh, on Inside of You, the podcast, going into detail about what went down that day. What happened was, and it's very, very simple. All right. Uh, I had too many drinks and I had too many drinks in a public place. Right. And I got on a plane and I was pissed off about something else that had nothing to do with Cass, my wife. Right. And I picked a fight. Just I picked a fight because I wanted to be loud and upset. And it was a fight. As in like it was not an argument. In order to have an argument, two people, two have, people have to, to be right, talking. Engaged. My wife said one thing the entire time, which was if you don't lower your voice, they're gonna ask you to get off the plane. You know, honestly, I can't even remember what I was upset about, which was indicative of two things. A handle your liquor. I had too many drinks. Right. And, and and B, it clearly wasn't important. I was just upset and wanted to be upset. And sure enough, after she said this, a guy came by and he said, sir, you have to keep your voice down, please. I've got the noise canceled. This is not an excuse. I'm oh. not here to make, I'm not here to make excuses because yeah, there's a hundred percent and you're being louder but than I'm, you. But yeah. Mm. And I don't even want to, I don't want to smile while I'm telling this story because it, it, I'm actually frankly like deeply ashamed of it. And they just make the decision. You got to get off the plane. So I got off the plane. I booked on the next flight. I went from, did you sober I, up for the next flight? Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> why, why? Because I was sitting in row 17 in the middle seat as, a, as opposed to, I, I mean, I, I want to get home. 
Right. Wow. Hmm. He just wanted to be loud. He wanted to be that guy. He wanted to be that guy. Because sometimes you just, and 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 I sort of know what he means too. And I, not that I, I do this frequently, but when you're just pissed off and you're not looking for an argument, you're looking for a fight. And mm-hmm. so you just start throwing rocks, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, but it's interesting that he brought up the noise canceling headphones. Yeah. As a, by as the a, way. By the way. By mm-hmm. the way, sure, sir. Right? Like no, you, know, you know, transparency mode is on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have the ability to be noise canceling. Yes, yeah. Like well, we as, know you, Stephen. You know, as as terrible and as guilty and everything else as he feels, and as honest as he was in that clip about yeah. just being completely one hundred percent in the wrong, he's still he like throw it in he there. still had to do the. I was wearing noise canceling headphones though. Um, if you get a chance, want he's got a new TV show called Heels. Yeah, how is it? It's really, it's a, really good. It's a rest- Wrestling show, right? Yeah. So he plays uh, the owner of this <clears throat> small wrestling organization that his father was like legendary for running back in the day. Yeah. And he's also a wrestler. He's a bad guy in wrestling. In the wrestling world, you're known as a heel if you're a bad guy. Yeah. And his brother in the show is also a wrestler, and he's a good guy. And they have this rivalry. So okay. it's the show, and and Stephen Amell's character uh, has the belt. Okay. For the organization. So you have the dynamic between the brothers. Who plays the brother? Um, something. Uh, Alexander. Is it Alexander Ludwig? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From Vikings? Hunger Games. Yes. Hunger Games? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. like that kid. It's a really good show. Yeah. Really good. It's well written. Yeah. It's not like all wrestling. I'm, I know, like, I'm big time wrestling fan no i may have mentioned it once or twice no but it's not all about wrestling yeah. the writing okay. on it's really good i like that and what's the show I, called uh, heels and i dm'd him about it by the way you did yeah and what did he say he didn't write me back fair enough i'm not bitter about yeah, it or anything. no he probably had <laughs> yeah. the noise canceling headphones on <laughs> watch something else didn't hear the notification go off the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast so uh, there's a clip of a uh, new Ed Sheeran song in there for you, Mocha, that we can get to in just a second. So I guess Ed um, tweeted out the second single from the uh, Four Studio album is going to be released uh, next Friday, so oh, September wow. 10th. Because I know we were talking about the idea that these big stars avoid dropping on days when other big stars are dropping, right? Yeah. Or at least the the, the organizations behind them do. So we got Drake, uh, Midnight Tonight, so Friday. And then we got uh, brand new Ed Sheeran next Friday, September 10th. Uh, here's a s- clip of that. Come on. Come on. Is this a song called Shivers? Is that what it is? Shivers. I got the 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 shivers. Guaranteed it's going to sound like that. One more time. Let's do that again. I'm really enjoying that. Yeah? Yeah. I got the shivers. I got the shivers. Yeah, I got the shivers. I got, got the shivers. Mm, so cold, I got the shivers. The shivers. The shivers. I got the shivers. There you go. Yeah, that's it. That's the song right there. Remix! That's the song right there. Ed Sheeran, you got our number. Call us up. That's the track. You still got time to do a re-edit on that song <laughs> before it drops next week. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast.
Uh, Cardi B, um, part of that flooding in New York City. If you haven't seen this, uh, New York last night got hit with the remainder of uh, Ida and everything is flooded. The subway systems are flooded. Everybody's apartments are flooded. Uh, Even Cardi B. This is Cardi B on social media. What the f***, yo? This is so f***ing whack. Oh, my God, it's starting to stink. Okay. Oh, my God, it's starting to stink. Yeah, because what's happening is that when you see all these videos of people's apartments that are flooding, the water isn't coming in from, like, under the door and the walls. The water is coming up out of the toilet. Oh, and out oh, of the shower. Sewage water? Right? Well, yeah, but it's just all the water that is in those pipes. So everything that has been going out is now coming back up. That is so gross. And yeah, like you see people's toilets. It looks like a geyser. Like there's toilet water shooting five feet in the air in some people's videos in their, oh my God, in their apartments. Oh my God, it's starting to stink. Oh my God, it's starting to stink. No yeah, wonder. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio has uh, ordered a state of emergency uh, for New York uh, because of the, the flooding. And I believe that the transit system is still down. Still. Still. Yeah, oh. I, th- I think it's uh, I think it's still down. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Ellen has announced uh, some of the big stars for her final season. I'm going to read you some of these names. Okay. And because it's Ellen's final season mm-hmm. and Ellen historically for, I don't even know, very close to the 19 seasons that she's been on the air has been the top place for the biggest stars in the world to oh, show yeah. up. And so when you release names for your final season, you would be expecting like A-list, A-list, A-list. Thank you. Uh, so we know Jennifer Aniston's going to be on on September 13th, but Jennifer Aniston was also on Ellen's first show. Oh, okay. So that's kind of like a full Makes circle sense. thing. Sure. But the names that they've released are Jimmy Kimmel. Kim Kardashian, Tiffany Haddish, Imagine Dragons, Melissa oh. McCarthy, Diddy, Julianne Moore, Melissa Etheridge. Oh, like three of those I'd watch. Right? And maybe. Yeah. Like, I think that people are still avoiding Ellen, even though maybe. Even though it's her last show or even, her, yeah, her even last though, run, they don't want to be associated. Even though the heat may not be on you, because it might be understandable that you might want to do Ellen just for the, the Ellen's final season and she is going away. But I think people are still avoiding Ellen. Yeah, I it's not really not a stellar do. lineup. I really do. That's like when you announce your final season, and it's Imagine Dragons and Diddy, Mel- Melissa Etheridge, Melissa Etheridge, right? Yeah, no, I'll watch <laughs> clips on YouTube. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Jojo Siwa on uh, Good Morning America this morning talking about uh, Dancing with the Stars, and I guess she's already deep into rehearsals. Oh wow! Yeah, I am. So- so sore. I literally have been working muscles that have never been worked before. And my shoulders, my hips, my knees, my feet are like, what are you doing to me? I got two big blisters already on the bottom of my feet. Wild. But it has been so much fun. Every celebrity who goes on dancing tells us they're getting in the best shape of their life. But you're also making history. By going on Dancing with the Stars, you're going to dance with another woman on the show. So what's the reaction been like? So far, it's been amazing. The reaction from the world has been incredible. I mean, of course, there's few people out there who think it's weird or think it's wrong, but those people want to make me do it even more to show the people who love it that it's okay to love it and that it's right to love it. I'm looking forward to this season of Dancing with the Stars. Mm -hmm. Um, Who else did I hear was on Dancing with the Stars? There was another... 
There was somebody else that was. What's yeah, that? Uh, Matt James from The Bachelor, former Bachelor. Right. So Ma- Yeah, Matt James. And there was another no, name, Lori, too. Lori Lachlan. Lori Lachlan. No, no, no. Her no, daughter. Olivia Jade. Olivia Jade, Lori Lachlan's daughter. They announced the whole list next Wednesday. Right. So, yeah, it should be a decent. I mean, if that's wow. what you're into, it should be a decent season. Matt James, huh? <laughs> wow. Roz and Mocha Q&A. Lots of questions, lots of questions. Hello, who do we have on the phone? Dallas, what's up? Yo, Dallas, what's going on, man? It's Ronza Mocha. Um, welcome back to the podcast. Your name pops up a lot on our uh, IG page every <laughs> single week and on the podcast because we answer your questions. It's true, it's true. I love asking questions. Uh, well, we love to to read your questions. We love to answer your questions. And uh, we love having you on the show. What's your question today? What is the smallest lie you told your spouse that ended up snowballing into something bigger? Oh. Do you have an answer, Dallas? Yes. Well, I mean, I've only I've been married for less than a year. Uh, but... The the first thing that popped up was uh, very similar to Roz and his girlfriend with the Thai food. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that story? Thai food. Okay, so I was dating. I was dating a girl, right? And I was just like trying to just be all those things, and you want somebody to like you, and you want somebody to be into you, and and all this stuff, and um, we hadn't really gone out like it is in any sort of like couple kind of way and um she suggested uh, thai food and i had said i'd never had it even though i had right and then we just like went for thai food and it was like really wonderful but the problem was that i thought that was just like something dumb to say because i wanted her to like me and that she could show me something yeah. and be adventurous but every single time for the next four years that we were together the thai food would come up she would always be like oh my god remember how you had never had thai food i'm the one that introduced you to thai food i would be with somebody and be like oh my god i love pad thai she'd be like you, the reason you love Pad Thai is because of me. And it was the worst. It was the absolute worst. It was a lie that went on, and it came up all the time. Yeah. All the time. So what's yours? Uh, <laughs> what's your lie that snowballed Dallas? Well, uh, we were in Costco, and we were walking through, and uh, we saw a book set of Harry Potter. And it was the um, the original book set, like the uh, the English version, not the American version of the books. And she kind of freaked out and was saying how much she wanted it. And I was like, oh, I've never actually read Harry Potter, just off the cuff of my head, which is true. I have never actually read the books, but I know enough about all the movies and all the plot lines and all that sort of stuff to know exactly how everything goes. And she just looked at me and was gobsmacked that I hadn't, you know, ever read Harry Potter and so in her mind, she thought I knew nothing about it. So we bought the book set, and she was absolutely adamant in reading me the books. And so oh, no. <laughs> we, we are now like four books in. I think we're in Order of the Phoenix now. And I have just, and we've watched the movies after we finish each book. Oh, and no. I've just had to pretend like. I know I don't know who the characters are. I don't know the plot <laughs> twist, oh, and I'm no. like, do I ever end up telling her or? Oh, you can't! You can't now! Oh no! Like four books deep. You gave yourself homework, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so every night, uh, are you guys reading the book together, or like, does she read a few chapters, tell you where she is in the book, and then you got to go read those chapters? No, more more or less, we we try and read it before bed. 
bed every night. So it's kind of a little a little routine before we crawl into bed. And she reads a chapter in a bit, and then we just kind of, you know, fall like out loud. Out loud. Time. She like reads it out yeah. loud to you. Yeah. It's like great. a bedtime story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because but the problem is, I usually fall asleep. Oh no, Dallas! <laughs> wow. It's like Ross, it's like Ross watching uh, Netflix that night with Catherine. Oh no! Oh, yeah, God. you're in this for the long yeah, run. Yeah. So, but like because, throughout this whole thing, though, you haven't said to her like that you've at least seen the movies that you know of the like. Like it's fine to not have read the books, yeah. but have seen the movies and know kind of general stuff about it. Yeah, like like I like I've told her like I know the, I know some of the characters. I know some of you know like I know some of, like the bad guys and that sort of stuff. But every time there's like. She'd read this plot twist to me. I always have to be like, "Oh, what? I never saw no. that coming." <laughs> it was, oh, I don't damn. remember. I don't remember what movie it was, but there was a movie that Catherine and I said that we were going to watch together. This is years ago, and I watched it without her. Uh-huh. Right, and then when we did watch it together, she like almost at the end, sort of like called the plot twist or figured it out. Right, and then so she yelled it out. And was like, I bet you this happens. And then it happens. And she's gets to the end of the movie. And she's like, uh, she goes, uh, say, I knew this was going to happen. I'm really good at this stuff. Like, I'm really good, like, with these kinds of movies. Like, I can always pick it. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, but I got it, like, way before you did. <laughs> you when, when I watched it, right? Yeah. And I can't say nothing. Does she know right? now? That no, you she has no idea. <laughs> no, no. My, my, my brother, okay, my, my brother, so um, his wife... Uh, would work a lot of weekends, right? And way, way, way back, like years ago, like before COVID and all that other stuff, um, they would always go to the movies together. They loved going to the movies together. And they would always, you know, say, okay, what's our next one going to be? Whatever it is. But if a big movie opened on like a Friday and their plan was to maybe wait a week or do it midweek the following week because she had to work that weekend. So she would go off to work and my brother would go to the movie theater. Oh, damn. Right? Alone and watch (laughs) the movie. And then like two days later, go to the movie theater again and sit there like he had never seen it before. Oh, no. My brother has probably seen, I'm going to say at least 15, 16 movies in a theater two days in a row, one of which he was alone. Oh, my God. And she has no idea? She has no idea. Even now? No, even now. No clue. Yeah, yeah. He used to do it all the time. But he'd like go, he'd like stop and get a burger and like he'd make a full day out of it. He'd make a full day out of it. Yeah. Uh, Maury. Oh, no, I'm going to bow out of this one. Why? Oh no! I, I this is the only thing I can... you you cannot bow out of a conversation That's about why. lying to your spouse uh-huh. because nothing snowball. I just lie all the time. I, my whole life is a lie. Right. So you're so, still telling lies based on previous lies from even years ago. Yeah, but the the one I guess not about spouse, but the one that sort of snowball is the the one lie that half my family has no idea about about the wedding. Oh right, right, right. So. Mm-hmm. So when Maury and Matthew decided to get married, their original intention was to just the two of you go and elope in New York. Yeah, that's the big right? plan. Um, but then what happened? Your dad found out? You told your dad. No, we, we asked permission. We said, this is what we're doing. Right. You asked permission? Yeah. Well, I just, I think, I, we thought that was the polite thing to do. Like, here's what we're going to do. Right. And then, and then this and is there, the, there's, <laughs> go ahead. And then, so this was the, this was the, the, if I screw this up, Maury, please, please jump in. But this is one of my favorite stories of all time. 
So they <laughs> told Maury's dad about the wedding. By the way, if you're hearing this, shush. Right. Yeah, they told Maury's dad about the wedding. And nobody else was going to go. Like, nobody on Matthew's, Matthew's family. And then Maury has this other weird sort of pseudo part of your family, like the woman that raised you. Right, my legal guardian. Legal guardian, Susie, right? Yeah. All this stuff. So there would have been a lot of noses bent at a joint, right, if one person could go and the other person wasn't allowed to go. Um, but when Maury and Matthew one night, they went out with Maury's dad and uh, your stepmom, Donna, mm -hmm. and Matthew. And your brothers, right? And, and yeah. your brothers. And Matthew and Maury were there. And then Frank, his dad, and his stepmom, Donna, handed them an envelope. And in that envelope, they started, that Maury and Matthew pulled out the papers. And the papers, it was like travel documents. <laughs> and they thought, oh my God, Frank just bought us a honeymoon. I started crying. Right? Started crying. Right at the table, right? How what a wonderful gesture that was. But what that was was without even asking what they gave Maury in the envelope was their own itinerary to go to New York to be a part of their wedding. Yeah. Surprise. The, surprise. <laughs> and Matthew's <laughs> under the table kicking me, going, surprise, <laughs> guess who's coming to the wedding? And so what happened? So they showed up. Yeah, we had to, like, they were there. Yes. And then afterwards, we had to Photoshop them out of picture. Right. Right. And take photos without them there right, as well, but then right? we carefully, with a magnifying glass, looked at pictures, and if you sort of saw, like, that's that's a very Frank-style jacket or whatever, right. Matthew would Photoshop that out or whatever just to right. make sure that Crop when we hand out. these to people, they're not going to see anything. Right, and how many people do you think right now still have no idea that Frank was at your wedding? 20 or 30 people. More. Really? Oh, yeah. really. man. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Of yeah, so shush everyone. Yeah, yeah shush. <laughs> nobody, nobody say anything. Right. Um, I don't know if I have a story of something that like kind of snowballed. The only thing I could think of is when you when lied you... when you went to the mall and you lied to Jenna. No, but that didn't snowball. That didn't snowball. That, that, that didn't go on like that lasted for like a couple of seconds because I fessed up. Yeah. Right. Um. But I basically the story is I went to the mall to go buy Jenna a birthday present, and when she called me, I was just pulling into the parking lot, and she thought I was going to be at home, and she's like, where are you? And I said, oh, I'm at home. And she's like, oh, it sounds very different, like hollow, because I was walking <laughs> through the parking lot. Yeah. And, like, immediately, I was like, okay, I'm lying. I'm at the mall. I'm buying you a birthday present. <laughs> right? But the only other thing, because you mentioned the, the, the food thing, right? Yeah. So Jen and her family are, like, big time, especially around the holidays, into gingerbread everything. Yeah. And we've been together, really, like, huh? yeah, like, wow. we've been together now 10 years, married almost seven congratulations thank you and right away i was they were like oh here's a you know, gingerbread man whatever right so for all these years and i'm not like the biggest fan no. but i knew how excited they got i knew how happy this kind of stuff made them yeah so i would still eat the gingerbread cookies and stuff like that i think you love it and they thought i loved it so for like holidays and this and that and like anytime there's like a special gingerbread man yeah. that the bakery had it was always like ended up at our place and it was only like last year i think it was or two years ago that i yeah. said i don't really like gingerbread right cookies. wow good for you and good i've been you. going along with it for it's a lot these, of years all these it's years a long time. because i know how much you guys but please don't stop Enjoy. Yeah. Do it for you guys, but just pick up one less. God, next time no, you go to the bakery. Those, those misunderstandings where you don't have the guts to tell somebody can snowball so fast. Yeah. Like you're eating, you're eating gingerbreads. You know. Uh, for almost a decade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like what do you think? It's, oh, it's not good. good. I, I had a girlfriend one time that one, 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 like one day, we were going to see my mom, and 
my girlfriend had, this is like in the, the late 90s, I guess it was. We still have a collar on. And she had a, um, she had like a, a, a leopard print coat on that she bought at some vintage store, right? Mm-hmm. She just wore it that day to go see my mom. So that following Christmas, my mom gets her a bunch of stuff for Christmas. And she buys her a leopard print makeup bag. A leopard print purse, leopard oh, print no. socks, leopard print everything because she was like, obviously this girl loves leopard print. And then so she's opening all these presents and everything is leopard print. And yeah. not even like good leopard print, like plastic leopard, <laughs> leopard print, like makeup bags and Your like change purses. She thinks she's a hero. <laughs> so she doesn't say anything. Birthday rolls around. Oh, no. Okay. Leopard print this, leopard print keychain, leopard print this, everything. The, every gift that my mom gave this woman was, was leopard print because she was convinced that she loved leopard print. And it started when my my mom went, oh, my God, I love your coat. And she went, yeah, me too. Oh, that was it. Yeah. And that was Simple. it. And then and then my mom probably spent $500 between, like, two Christmases <laughs> and one birthday exclusively <laughs> on leopard print things. Leopard print that, everything. Leopard print everything. That Good went, thing Amazon didn't yeah, exist back then. That, went, that just went in a box and she never used. Oh, right? no. Just went, yeah, went in a box and never used. You have to be able to say something. Yeah. Right? Like, you at have to be at some, at some point, right? Wait, because you didn't say anything? I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> None of my business. None, yeah. <laughs> right I didn't, I'm not the one that talked fashion <laughs> out of the gate and started lying. Uh, right? No. Oh, my God. Hey, no. Dallas, uh, we appreciate you, and we appreciate uh, all the questions that you always ask. Thank you very much for, for joining us on the podcast today. Always a blast, guys. All right. Talk later, to you later. Suman Khan says here, what's the best advice you'd give to someone thinking of starting a podcast? Where to begin? And can one do a podcast solo? Yes, I believe one person can, but you just have to really, um, whatever the subject is that you're tackling, you really got to know what you're talking about. I think about. it's better if you had somebody to talk but to. But it is definitely better yeah. to have someone else to, to to riff off of, to have these conversations with, right? It, de- it depends on your taste in podcasts, to be honest with you, because um, there are some podcasts that are very much like this show, where it's just like some people sitting around, and you're just goofing, and you're having a good time, and you're laughing, and some people find that enjoyable, right? Like, the, you can, there's a big audience for that. Uh, but I would say that um, the, the podcasts, for most of the people that I know that listen to podcasts, they're very, very specific right like it's not a sports podcast where you sometimes get a wrestling segment it's like they go specifically for wrestling podcasts Mm -hmm. or they go you know to a very specific kind of finance podcast or like the golden girls podcast, or like a very specific golden girls podcast like i think that that's the thing with podcasts is that people want specifics yeah and like the office ladies the 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 two women um who are the stars of uh of the office where they have that podcast where all they do is talk about the office they don't talk about their favorite movies and they don't they don't do lists no. and all this stuff it's only they stories do episode from the, breakdowns. they do episode i know because breakdowns. i listen to that podcast exactly eventually <laughs> run out of stuff to talk about though. yeah yeah they might but then, then that's cool though then they maybe you know go and find a new angle um but i think that the thing with podcasts is that they're very specific and and the good podcasts happen when you have good storytellers attached mm-hmm. to them and i think that that's the thing with a podcast is i wouldn't necessarily obsess over the the technical aspects of a podcast or the you know being funny or everything else i 
think that you need to be a really good storyteller because I've, I've heard podcasts where the people telling the story, it's not my, it's not the kind of stories I like to like that the way I like them to be told. I don't like it when they're really choppy where you're interviewing somebody and then it gets, and then the the narrator comes Mm -hmm. in and goes, and that's when we did this. And then they said, and then you hear the voice of the person, right? I don't, I don't, I don't, I I don't like that. Recently that was like that. And it was, oh man, it was a true crime one. And it's exactly what you said. Yeah. The narrator jumped in. Oh, because the there time. was like a narrator and then like the host, but yeah. then the host also did interviews with like the criminals. And, and yeah. And then the narrator would jump in and then do an interview or ask a question to the host about that last segment that also featured the whole it was just but then they come choppy. on and give and then they come on and give perspective about it yeah like uh, the dolly parton podcast is really really cool is she on dolly it parton yeah, has yeah. A podcast? Yeah, yeah she's on it no yeah and it's just it's basically her just like telling every cool dolly parton story oh wow. but the guy that's on it with her the guy that hosts it sort of thing that's how they produce it yeah right and i and so you'll hear this great story of you know dolly talking about growing up in um, wherever, I don't even know where she's from, West Virginia or Tennessee or one of those places. And she's talking about Tennessee and she's talking about the, the sort of farm that she grew up in and it being, you know, backwoods. And then the narrator comes on and, you know, just sort of sets up the next thing. So he interrupts Dolly, but not in the moment. Like he interrupts her after the fact and then pre-records something and then is like, you know, and that's when Dolly, you know, realized that, you know, she could finally stand up to her father. And then it's just Dolly going, it was that moment in church where I was, but I'm like, all this happened during your natural conversation, but they chop it all up and then he sort of forces it yeah. to move forward with his, something to do. with his perspective on that moment. And I don't like like listening to that kind of storytelling. Yeah. Like I'm not a huge just fan like of that. Just like fluidity. Yeah. Just let the, let the, the, she the stories like happen. It. She would have had to have approved it. So oh, she must have liked oh, she yeah. Must love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they the, the last one I heard they went they went really, really deep into uh Dollywood and sort of the way that they put it all together and how everything in Dollywood mimics the land that she grew up on and how there was tons of butterflies in and around the house. Um but the one story that Dolly Parton told on her podcast, and maybe we should pull it. Um, she told this story of, and this is so backwards. This is so country. She told a story um, that she jumped over a fence and when she landed on the ground, she wasn't wearing any shoes and she landed on a mason jar bottle Ooh. and the mason jar bottle um, broke under her foot Ooh. and it severed three of her toes. Oh my God. And her mom poured um, kerosene on it, right, as a disinfectant and then sewed her toes back on with a needle and thread. What? Yeah. <gasps> Like that's like that's how country Dolly Parton. Well, she's still grew alive, up. so they must be there, and they're still there. And she's like, and I can still see the scar. Yeah, but her mom. But they, do they? Can you still bend them? Yeah, like your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her mom. Oh her my mom, god. Yeah, her mom poured kerosene on them and sewed oh. them back on with a with a sewing needle. Holy cow! Uh, so there you go. <laughs> that's how you start a podcast. Yeah, I wanted to do one where it's just Matthew and I walk because every time we're walking our dog, we just talk about the most ridiculous things. Right. So I wanted to do like you know two gays walking a dog, and it's just the random. But is that a podcast though? Like I don't know if that's a podcast. Like to me, that's like that's like a you know a, a three minute video you could watch on you know Insta but stories. Is there any length for like you could do a three minute cat podcast? Here's what we talked about today. But who wants a three-minute podcast? Do people listen to three-minute podcasts? Mm. The, the weird thing is for me is that is that when it comes to that sort of attention span, it's like the podcast audience, they either have a, an attention span of like two minutes or it's like they can sit down and listen to a three-hour podcast, mm-hmm. right? Like it's weird. It's weird. 
Like I my cap right now, I I because I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, is usually my drive, which is forty five minutes. Right, but will you pick up on it on your drive home? Uh, yeah, yeah. I listen to okay, it cool. again on the drive yeah, home, yeah, yeah. or when I take uh, if I take one of the dogs out around the block, you'll put the podcast I'll do on? I'll put the podcast on and continue, really, yeah. and that's like thirty another 30, 45 minutes. Yeah, or so. I was, yeah, I was yeah. listening to one about Studio Fifty Four and fell asleep halfway through the story. But what's so. the shortest podcast you've listened to? Fifteen minutes. 15. Yeah, same. Yeah, 15. fifteen minutes. Yeah, 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 fifteen. Um, okay, let's see here. Erica says, uh, sitting on the toilet and reach behind to flush or stand up, turn around and flush. Stand up, turn around and flush because mm. you got to stand up to wipe. Mm. Well, I wipe sitting down, yeah, so but I... I stand up to flush. I've tried doing the, the, the reach around to flush. I don't like it. You don't like I it? Like to mm. s- mm. I, don't, I stand there because I, I just want to make sure I'm seeing that everything is proper. What do you mean proper? Like, like, I don't know. I feel like if I reach out, like, I just want to make sure, like, I'm pushing the right button. The right button? Nothing. I mean, I, like, how complicated is your toilet? We have two buttons. Half flush, full flush. Oh, is it on the top? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't oh, reach yeah, around. Oh, yeah, so you can't do the reach That'd around That'd be on that weird. You have to, you have to, you'd have to actually sit backwards <laughs> on the toilet. <laughs> you'd have to do your business that way. You'd have to, like, hug the tank. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the cool teacher sitting on the back yeah. of the chair. Do yeah. you think that the yeah. people who invented the toilet ever wondered if that's how people would use it? Uh, what backwards like that? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think so. But I think that you should. I mean, I would wouldn't mind the option. You know, like you could use that. Like you could just do so much with toilet design if you were able to do that. Like you have a table right there. Yeah. Like you have a place to do stuff while you're in there. You put your computer, coffee, your food. Yes, anything like that. Mm. Like that. That's like some some good real estate back there. But don't nobody, have, nobody ever sits uh, the wrong way. Don't they have? Um, I'm pretty sure, like Bath and Body Works sells it. No, not Bath and Body Works. What's the uh, Bed Bath Bed, and Beyond? Bed, yeah, they always sell like the the gadgets and stuff. Yeah, don't they sell like a a tray that you put on your lap when you're sitting on the toilet? Yeah, but that's things, something like, else. This you can put is your already laptop there. And, that's could, buying something. That's adding to something yeah, that gas. already you exists. Just, you should just go to a garage sale and find one of those old TV trays. Oh yeah, and just keep it and just keep it folded right underneath the right underneath the toilet paper. You right, need right that. You. I know. Well, isn't I there do. something you, you need can that drill onto the I wall know. that just folds down like an airplane train? What like a so like a so like a uh, an ironing board? <laughs> you could use that. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't. I, I, I Catherine. Good, what, good luck convincing everybody yeah, at all. Yeah, and also, that. also, company's gonna come over. You know what I mean? I know. And like, What's that doing here? Yeah. Why? Like, why? I, and also, I don't want them to use it either. Right? Does company yeah. use your bathroom? What do you mean? When company comes over, they use. Isn't there more than one bathroom? Or is that it? Yeah. No, I have more than one bathroom. So they're not going to use the downstairs like your personal one. So you could put the ironing board tray. Uh, but I don't do all my business in my personal one. I do all my business in the public one, like the the common uh, area. The common See, area. See, I don't think that's right. You should be doing it downstairs if you're going to take up that much time. No, no, nah, nah, no, no. It's my house. Shut <laughs> yeah, up. I was going to say. <laughs> I paid for it, uh, right? <laughs> what bathroom I can use? I bought the goddamn thing. Like it's my bathroom. <laughs> I think um, you're limiting people to which one they. Can you? What people? What you, people? <laughs> what people? Like you who think? Who does Ross have? Who Roxy? And they're who, forced to go downstairs. Who, who am I entertaining? Right? Like who? Who's there? They can go downstairs. It's fine. They can all. You can always go down. You can go to the other bathrooms. 
It's totally fine. Yeah, I'm so just, many bathrooms. Yeah, this you is mine. You know how rich this guy is? Okay. This bathrooms is, on bathrooms okay. on bathrooms. This is, this is mine. <laughs> so all right? you could almost put an ironing board tray in all of them. Yeah, if I wanted to, I could. I could put a urinal in all of them if I wanted to. <laughs> you know, I don't know why you're so hung up on this ironing board. I think we're onto something. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. you should try when you get home today. Yeah. I don't have, like, no, Roz has wall space. I don't have wall space. Right, yes. Or why don't I, because I like specifics for me in a bathroom. I have to sit in front of a mirror, right? I can't, right. I can't, I can't stare at anything. I can't stare at nothing. I have to be able to look at myself when I'm on the toilet. Wow. That's just a, like, it's an absolute, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> mirror, it's, mirror it's, on the wall. Is it's it a, full it's body a must have. or is it only it's from a, like shoulder it's a, up? It's a must have. Is what a full body? Like the mirror you're looking at. Uh, no, like up, like upper torso. Because when I'm sitting down on the toilet, I wouldn't want to see that. Want to see what? Like looking in a it's mirror. It's not and on seeing... the ground. It's just your face. <laughs> He's not a weirdo, right? <laughs> no, I was picturing a full body like dress mirror, and I'm like, I wouldn't want to look at that. No, it's the mirror above the sink. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, no I like because I, I some also I'll do I'll do my hair right. You know, sometimes when I'm sitting there, like I I you multitask right. I multitask. I got the I got the time. Yeah. Um, Catherine says here. Oh, um, so I told the story recently about. Before leaving home to come into work, I take the our new puppy out to do his business yeah. in the backyard. And it's usually around 2.30, almost 3 a.m. And I hear this, like, low rumbling noise in the distance. Right. And that we, I can't figure out what it is. And you had said, of course, aliens. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. got to be something. Well, as anyone. Because I don't, li- I don't live anywhere near, like, an airport. I don't live anywhere near... The highway, and there's, even if I did, there's not, like, that much traffic mm-hmm. uh, or hardly any traffic. I don't live, like, the main roads around us. There aren't, like, trucks going by all the time. Like, there's no reason for this low rumbling noise that I hear every single morning right. to be happening. So people were uh, texting saying, um, oh, the reason why I, I bring this up, or Catherine brings this up, is that she lives near the neighborhood that I live in and mm-hmm. says she hears the exact same noise anytime between 11 p.m. and 1 a.m., and she's wondering what it was. Does she have any ideas what it is? She has no idea. She has no idea. And have other people the have said, no, that's actually a good idea. Yeah. Um, but there, people were like, could it be like your AC unit or a neighbor's mm-hmm. AC unit or maybe like a pool heater that's running? I guarantee you it is not. Somebody else listening texted in and said in your neighborhood there's like some there's like a a sheet metal company or there's a big factory that deals with metal and maybe they're doing work overnight and that low rumbling noise is coming from that particular factory see downtown where i live there's a like sometimes when i take the dog out in the morning to pee i hear a light rumble but i've figured out it's there's a generator across the street for a construction site, so right. it's a generator on a low rumble. Yeah, like maybe somebody's doing a house reno, like you know, in your neighborhood kind of thing, and they may have a generator going, right? But I think you should call the mayor. Yeah, I would call the mayor. But is the it? problem is, is, is this: your problem is, is that you are, uh, you have no evidence. Right? I know. You have no what am I going to you... do? Invite the mayor over at two thirty in the morning? No, but maybe he knows. You may have to. No, but maybe right? the mayor knows. Maybe he's like, "Oh, that's such and <laughs> yes, such." I have that at my house too. I know exactly what it is. Uh-huh. Right? You know what I mean? Like you, you don't know. But then what if he doesn't? Then I sound like the weirdo living what? in his in his city. Well, 
claiming then, that these weird things are happening. Do you know half the, the calls morning. he gets? This is probably not the weirdest call. I, I'm with Maury on this one. Yeah, I'm with Maury on this one. Yes. Isn't his name like Vince something or other? Yes, I'm sure. Know. I'm sure. No I'm sure your mayor up there is you know chock a block full of you know people giving uh, tips on his on his phone about they them thinking that their neighbors are mafia. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm sure. I'm sure he'd love a rumble call. You know, every yeah. every now and then. Hey, mayor, there's this is low rumbling happening at two thirty in the morning. You what does your what wife think? Um, Has she ever she, heard it? No, because she's See, not awake at that okay, time. Okay, so here's the thing. Hour. You need to wake her up because right now you have no evidence. And come outside. Right now you have no, you have nobody to corroborate your story. It's me and the puppy. Yeah. That's it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, man. Can you imagine Okay, that's not a good witness. Hey, <laughs> so. Me and my puppy. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta help us out. Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't do that. It's not. You know uh, what? I'm just gonna deal with it. And I'll just keep my mouth shut because yeah. there's like there's nothing I can say it's that tough. doesn't make me sound like a weirdo. No. Ah, uh, anyway, uh, thank you very much for all of your wake up the neighbors. Too. All of right. your questions. Uh, keep them coming in at kiss nine two five on Instagram. You'll see the picture that reads "Ask Rosamoka." That's where you ask your questions. This has been yes. the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.